Hello there and welcome to the podcast. It's John Markar here and I thought I'd just jump in with a very quick but very important message that I wanted to share with you before you delve into this episode of the Driven Chat podcast. This podcast, the Driven Chat podcast, has now come to an end. But don't worry, I'm not going to stop you from listening to this episode or from catching up with the 185 episodes that we've recorded in this format. I just wanted to let you know that if you're looking for our new episodes recorded after December 2023, then you'll need to seek out our new podcast, The Driven Podcast. You can find The Driven Podcast in all the usual podcast platforms, including, chances are, the one that you're listening to this one on right now. So please do enjoy this episode, share it with a friend by all means. But when it's done, don't forget to search for the new podcast, The Driven Podcast, and subscribe to the new format to hear the new stuff. To make life easy, head on over to the Driven website via driven.site. There you will find links through to the new podcast, including links to your preferred podcast platform. And hey, whilst you're there, why not check out everything else we do, including hand-picked automotive news stories, car and bike reviews, video features, and even more. For now, though, I'll let you enjoy this episode. And I will remind you again at the end of the episode, but for the future reference, this message is approximately 1 minute and 30 seconds long. That's six clicks on the 15-second skip button. Enjoy. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The Driven Chat Podcast, powered by Paramex Digital. Hello there and welcome to the latest Driven Chat podcast. My name is John Markar and this week, as you have probably seen from the title, we have an amazing podcast episode from you. It's one of our live from podcasts that we title Sounds Of. And this is, of course, the sounds of the Goodwood Members Meeting 2023, otherwise known as Members Meeting 80. A huge thank you to Goodwood for the invite to this event Uh, I thought I'd say a very quick hello before diving into the podcast to give you the run-through of names that you will be able to hear in this week's episode. And there are many. 21, to be exact. So I thought I'd run through them all now, just so you know who you can expect, who you can wait for, and then I'll let you just enjoy the event as it unfolded. You will hear some amazing voices, but you will also hear some amazing noises from the event with racing sounds, live starts, cars in the paddock. It's a atmospheric one. So before we dive into this two hour long episode, here is who you can expect. This is an event, of course, divided over two days, Saturday and Sunday. And on the Saturday, I find racing driver Grant Williams, who of course is a previous podcast guest and a Goodwood celebrity in his own right, thanks to his sideways antics in his Jaguar racing cars. I speak to photographers Rob Overy, Nigel Harneman and Jake Borum. Racing driver Alex Brundle, racing driver and television presenter Tiffany Dell and racing driver Mike Wilds, who is famous for racing in F1, saloon cars, touring cars, Le Mans and 
more. I then find motorcycle racer and previous podcast guest Maria Costello, journalist, racing driver and TV presenter Chris Harris, TV presenter and friend Nikki Shields and Goodwood lap record holder Nick Padmore. I then found a good friend and purely by chance unfolded an amazing story with touring car driver Jake Hill and I cannot wait for you to hear this story as it developed. Honestly, this is great. On Sunday, I talked to the man that has orchestrated the event and the Goodwood Estate as we know it today, His Grace, the Duke of Richmond. A personal honour and a huge privilege to speak to the Duke of Richmond at his event. Uh, I then speak to BTCC legend and Le Mans racing driver Darren Turner, I then find Miles Lacey and the two of us walk around and we find racing driver Justin Law, who, I must admit, unbeknown to us, hadn't just had the best race. Uh, Something had gone wrong. We didn't know that at the point of approaching him. But uh, yes, you can hear the awkward conversation unfold there. Uh, But we hope to catch up with Justin again soon, uh, perhaps in slightly better spirits. Uh, We then found the managing director of Praga Cars, another previous podcast guest, Mark Harrison, who alludes to a Very exciting offer for Miles Lacey. I'll let you uh, hear that and uh, discover that in the same way that we did. And then we bump into the racing driver, uh, Goodwood celebrity and a friend of the show, James Wood, before catching up with the historic motorsport engineering guru, that is Karim Denham, good friend of mine, uh, as he prepared to see his 1950s Ferrari 250 Testarossa compete in a race. We round off the event by talking to Le Mans legend Andy Wallace, racing driver Stuart Morley, and then we have one last catch-up with Jake Hill, following a saga that will no doubt be talked about for generations in and around Goodwood. That is 21 conversations with 21 truly amazing people at one of my favourite events on the motorsport calendar. So, That's enough from me. Let's dive into the event right from the moment I arrive alongside my friend, Tim Hutton. Enjoy. You join me as right this second, I am crossing a road just to kind of paint the picture of a scene, having walked out of a very muddy car park on a Saturday morning alongside a very good friend of mine and a voice that you have heard before at Goodwood. Mr. Tim Hutton. Good morning, Tim. Good morning, John. What a exciting day and weekend ahead we've got. Quite excited. I am too. Members meeting is definitely, I think now, I think it has taken the top, perhaps the top spot for, certainly for accessibility and seeing cars and getting up close to some interesting drivers, interesting cars, interesting stories. Revival is obviously very, very special, but it's a hugely, hugely popular event. Very, very busy. Festival of Speed is a very different event to this. Uh, and, of course, is set at Goodwood House going up the hill. But this, this is quite special because it's a bit like the Revival, just scaled down a bit. Do you think that's a fair analysis? Yeah, I think, yeah, scaled down. Less of the, the theatre of Revival. And also a little bit of a mixture of with the Festival of Speed in that you get the, the demonstrations of things that you wouldn't have ever seen racing at Goodwood in period like you do with Revival. So, yeah, I think scaled down, 
but um, judging by the traffic on the way in, perhaps a little bit busier than normal, so maybe the ticket sales are, oh, they always sell out anyway, but maybe they've allocated a few more tickets this year to the event, but yeah, it's really nice, very accessible, the paddocks are open to everyone, so you can get right up to the cars and the drivers and have chats and stick your face in exhaust pipes. Exactly that. I'm sure this is usually what happens. Something similar happened at the revival last year. My voice gets kind of croakier and, and more old manish by the end of the weekend because, of course, you end up, you are talking a lot, as you would expect. You're also inhaling loads of exciting exhaust fumes. Uh, but here's what you can expect. Well, I say here's what you can expect. Who knows what you can expect? This is one of those episodes where we are in the hands of the media gods walking around trying to find as many interesting people to talk to as possible. Also here today is Miles Lacey. He'll be joining us uh, a bit later on. And then once, once we are fully settled, thank you. It's been very kindly let across the road. In fact, this is all very real time. We're having to scan our wristbands in. So bear with me a second. You. Thanks. That's the sound of a wristband being scanned as we go into our little entrance. But yes, Miles Lacey's here as well. He obviously is brilliant because he's got uh, a phone book full of amazing drivers. So walking around with him is quite great because he can just suddenly wave people down that he's worked with and that are possibly up for a chat. So let's get straight into it. Not sure who our first guest is going to be, but this is the Driven Chat podcast with the sounds of the Goodwood Members Meeting 2023, Members Meeting 80. Enjoy. The Driven Chat Podcast. So, here we are. Goodwood Members Meeting 2023. And I'm standing in my favourite place at any Goodwood event, be that at the Revival, Festival of Speed, or now Members Meeting. I'm in the assembly area, the area where the cars assemble before then going out on track to uh, have a parade lap and then to race. And this is a great place to be because I get to be here to see some brilliant cars. I get to see and hear and smell and inhale lots of uh, brilliant exhaust fumes. But I also get to bump into some fantastic drivers and previous guests of uh, the Driven Chat podcast. Now, the first person I happen to bump into is a man that recently featured on the podcast gave a fantastic interview everyone that's listened to it has really enjoyed it and i understand you grant williams have listened to it about 10 times yourself do you know what the podcast honestly it's amazing honestly the work you do is absolutely fantastic you make me look like a hero like and i'm just an ordinary guy who, who works every day like i mean but do you know what it's i that podcast did it's been absolutely amazing the response i've had from it has been fantastic absolutely fantastic yes thank you thank you very much thank you it must be quite difficult you know, watching everyone else going out and having a good time are you are you able to kind of give any words of wisdom or nudges of encouragement to other drivers yeah do you know what right um uh, a day like this the track is very cold I mean and it's, it's hard to get the tyres to come in and it's it, that's the problem you've got on this circuit um, I just heard Jake Hill's just gone off at no name and he's stuffed it pretty bad into the wall um, and that's the that's the worst that's the, that is the worry of this place I mean because people don't realize the tyres take a long time especially these Dunlops they're not, it's not a, they're not a forgiving tyre in that sense so it's just take your time get them up to temp and then just look for the look for the gaps and go for the lap then so I guess whilst you know not not pedalling yourself this weekend it must be quite nice to be able to actually enjoy a bit of motorsport as well you find yourself in a grandstand enjoying racing from there do you know what yeah it is you know 
it's very rare I turn up to race me and I'm on racing. Very, very rare. Um, but sometimes I do enjoy it. It's just to, you know, relax. There's no pressure on me. I can just, and I get to talk more to the people and the fans and stuff like that. Um, you know, I can have a drink tonight and enjoy myself and not worry about the next day. Like, I mean, so yeah, I, I do enjoy these days. It's been a bittersweet for me. That's what's normally like, a bittersweet. I can imagine. Well, I'll let you crack on. I know you want to run to the pit lane to see uh, a couple of your mates driving by. So, no doubt, see you a bit later on. Have a great day, great weekend. Catch up with you as and when. Give me a shout and I'll have a chat then, okay? Cheers. Will do. So, as Grant walks away, this has been timed very, very brilliantly because I'm now standing in a paddock area surrounded by 993 era Porsche 911s. not just any 993 era Porsche 911s, these are actually Le Mans cars. They look fantastic. We are going to have photos and videos of these up on our social feeds, close to the same sort of time that this podcast has gone live, but this is quite a spectacle. Uh, You, if you are a fan of Le Mans, you'll be familiar with the PlayStation branded 993 black GT car. 993 GT with the PlayStation livery. It's such an iconic thing to see. And as that's coming in, we've got various other cars, including some 1970s 911s. We've got some G-Series 911s rolling in. Cars from the early 70s. We've got Flash Bow, which of course is the flat nose front end. 1970s era 911s with the Road Atlanta livery. Just incredible cars. I'm going to see who I can find that's going to be getting in and out of these cars here at the assembly area see if we've got some interesting faces that we can talk to now I did say I was going to try and find some drivers but I found two people even cooler than racing drivers two of my favourite photographers to bump into (laughs) at any Goodwood event Rob Overy and Nigel Harneman how are you both who's going to go first Rob Overy I'm very well thank you yeah all good this is a, it seems like a, we bump into each other mostly at this event now, or at a Goodwood event. Uh, you're here, I guess, on an official capacity taking photos of, is it one or two particular cars, or are you just getting everything this weekend? Purely uh, GC1 demonstrations, and behind you now, we've got the GC1 Pulse, so that's out next, so that's what I'm covering today. Fantastic. Uh, and what's your target? Are you coming home with just a thousand photographs of it, or one or two star shots? Probably the weekend, probably about 15,000. Wow, that's incredible. 15,000 shots. Five for this one. <laughs> uh, actually, I think no, I might manage two this weekend. <laughs> no, we're just doing two setups. So, are, you doing, uh, are you doing our Porsches? Uh, no, we're not doing your Porsche. We did the Le Mans winning Porsche. Sorry about that. Oh, Last night. Should I unfollow him now? Or? No, I'm following him on Instagram. I would. I would. How rude. <laughs> so, Nigel, you joined us for a podcast not that long ago. Lots of people really enjoyed that. What is a weekend like this looking like for you, work-wise? Is it pure chaos, or is there some form of structure to it? I'm quite lucky. There's um, the Goodwood team who sort out the cars for me, so um, they have a specific requirement, and they ask me to complete that. So um, I'm quite fortunate. I don't have to sort of try and grab the shot. They, they arrange it, get the cars in place, and I light them up and do the sort of a, a one-off sort of group shot of some historic cars, and that's been going on now for, what, seven, eight, nine years, something nice like that. I was going to say, Rob, does that not sound a little bit easy? Well, yeah. You've got an assistant, haven't you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it was never easy, is it? Well, I don't know. I mean, it's always like hands. Uh, many hands make light work. And the guys helped me out. And we needed it last night. I absolutely threw it down. We've got five cars to keep dry. 
it's 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 testing but you know sometimes it's really easy last night wasn't so easy but we got the shot so um it'll be out next week hopefully and we'll go from there i mean i go to bed at eight so you went I'm to bed not, at eight i'm not good at that sort of thing <laughs> Right, well, gents, well, I know you've both got word to do. You've both got your photographer bibs on, as have I today. don't know how I've managed to wangle that, but uh, it's going to get me in some more interesting places, I'm sure. Uh, best of luck for the weekend. Enjoy it. And no doubt, see you a bit later on as well in the party tent. Oh, now we're talking. <laughs> right, yeah, definitely. See you later, John. Everyone knows that. <laughs> Continuing the photographer theme, I'm walking around, bumping into... I promise I will find some drivers. I will find some drivers soon. But this is an event where we do see the best in the world when it comes to drivers, the best in the world when it comes to cars. And I'm going to blow some smoke up your rear here, Jake. We do see also the best in the industry in the form of media, photographers, videographers. Um, and uh, one of those I bumped into here, Jake Borum, who's just thrown an amazing fact at me. And I'd like you to repeat that fact, please, Jake. Firstly, hello. Lovely to see you. Thanks for the smoke in the right place. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, no, this is a pretty special day here. So we have 25% of all 993 GT2s ever made in one place for the first time since they raced. So, I mean, not only is it an incredibly colorful assembly area, it's also an incredibly loud assembly area, but it's also, you know, a bit of a bit of a moment for the history book. So it's pretty special to be here. It is. And your, what's your goal as a photographer here this weekend? Are you here to shoot particular things or are you just grabbing anything and everything you can? I mean anyone that knows me knows I have a, a bit of a soft spot for Porsche that's that's probably where my preference lies and that's what I tend to focus on but you know Goodwood as accessible as it is isn't accessible to everyone I think it's it's our responsibility to try and make it as accessible as possible so we really want to tell the story of, of the event and the people here and the cars and the atmosphere so you know, that's why you see so many photographers here. It's not a saturated market. It's just, you know, everyone here has their own angle of a story to tell. And uh, yeah, it's, it's a very special place to be able to do that. Absolutely right. Yeah, it really is. Well, I'll let you crack on with that. I'm currently watching a GT1, 996 era GT1 being pushed to the front of the assembly area. This is going to be an amazing demonstration. It's going to make some incredible noises. I'll let you crack on. Thanks very much, John. See, see you a bit later on. So in case you haven't heard of Jake Borum, I'm fairly sure you will have heard of uh, Rob Overy and Nigel Harneman, who I spoke to beforehand. Uh, two very, very good photographers have been doing what they do for quite some time. They, uh, what's brilliant about events like this is you get to see people from both the driving point of view, but also the media creation point of view, people like photographers like Jake, who are still in the infancy of their career, but are already making huge waves when it comes to capturing the most amazing photographs of events like this. So if you haven't yet heard of Jake Borum, just, just give him a little search now on Instagram, find his feed and have a scroll through, and please do follow because he's got some amazing content there, well worth having a look. And uh, yeah, as I say, one to watch because as the years go on, his work's only gonna get bigger and better. Now, if you've ever wondered what 22 GT1 and GT2 Le Mans 911 sound like driving out of an assembly area and onto a racetrack, you're about to find out. So I'm going to set the microphone down, I'm going to take some photos and I'm going to let you enjoy these noises.
You are very welcome. Very welcome indeed. Now, I feel that I failed miserably on finding some drivers uh, in the uh, 993 era GT1 and GT2 cars, uh, but I did get you some noises. However, I'm going to make it up to you. I have found a driver, and I'm going to say driver and friend of the show. Alex Brundle, how are you? Very good, thanks. I'm just about to jump in this Cortina, just watching this GT1 rubber go down uh, over the top of the oil and thinking that's going to make a very interesting circuit surface for us to, uh, to take on this session with. I think you're right. I didn't see what it was that seemingly has dumped half a mile of its engine oil down towards the, uh, the first corner. But yeah, it's going to make for, at the very least, a very exciting exit of the assembly area and onto the circuit. Yeah, I'm just saying, I'm going to check out the onboards actually and just give Jules a heads up. Julian Thomas is driving with me this weekend in the, in the Lotus Cortina. Uh, heads up on how far that oil goes, I think. But, um, yeah, as ever here at Goodwood, having a fantastic time. Weather's glorious, even though it's been torrid for the last couple of days. So uh, it's good my, I won't have to tug my car out of the car park to, today. And uh, yeah, I can see the session just about to start. So I'm going to go and stand on the pit wall and look hopeful. Brilliant. Enjoy the weekend. See you soon. Uh, maybe see you later on in a party tent as well. Wow, I don't, couldn't, be, couldn't be drawn on such things. <laughs> now, whilst in the assembly area, my favourite place here at the Goodwood Circuit, I've bumped into another huge personality <laughs> and a, a great speaker for all of us. Tiff Nadell. Tiff, how are you? Wonderful. I'm a Goodwood on a sunny day. The daffodils are out. What more could you want in life? It's so true. After the past few days of torrential rain and car parks that resemble the Somme, uh, we have truly been blessed by the magic of Goodwood weather forecast, haven't we? Indeed. And I'm here in the Jim Clark race. Jim Clark, my greatest hero I've ever. Watched him race Cortinas round here as a little kid. And now I'm racing in Jim Clark's Cortina race. So things don't get better than that. I'd say so. And I'm guessing, judging by the fact that you were able to talk to me at, behind the car, you're on second stint, are you? Yeah, and I'm going to get in the pits for they all run me over. Cheers. All right, go, go, go. Good to see you, Tim. It's crazy who you bumped into at events like this. None other than uh, the new work colleague, Miles Lacey. How are you doing, Miles? Work colleague? That's, are, we, are, we, are we not colleagues? Is it? I thought we were friends. Oh, uh, well, uh, friends first, work colleague second. <laughs> yeah, no, um, I just got accosted. That's the only way I could describe it by you. Um, yeah, it's awesome. I, and, you know, as is the theme here, um, last year was my first ever time at Revival. This is my first ever time at members meeting. I have a feeling you're going to enjoy this one slightly more. I think this is a this is a really really special event. Um, yeah, full of amazing drivers, amazing cars, and crucially, not as many people, which does make a difference. Yeah, that that's true. Um, like uh, revival was a was an eye opener for a number of reasons, but equally, like you say, just the sheer amount of people. Members meeting seems to be dare I say a little bit more. Um, uh, what's the word? A bit more family orientated. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, it's a bit more community, community based. It's a good, it's a great event for actually being able to bump into people and go, oh look, there's Miles or there's Dave or there's somebody, which is, which is good fun. What are you? Uh, what's your primary purpose being here as a, as a driver? I know, I know, you're not driving this weekend, which is always a painful thing to talk about. And in fact, I had a very similar conversation with Grant Williams when I bumped into him in the assembly area, and he was kind of like fighting back a, a tear while saying how he wasn't driving, but he was loving being here. What is it that you're most excited about seeing this weekend? Um, well, to be brutally honest, um, yeah, my, my, my girlfriend Kim's looking at me going, it's, it's me. No, it's not. It's, no, it is. It is. It is. Um, I'm actually, so I'm, at, I'm here in a few capacities. We've just done a film for Bonham's Auctions because they have uh, three super rare rally cars on, uh, on for sale this, this weekend, which is an ex-Richard Burns uh, Subaru World car and then an ex-Pat Moss uh, Austin Healey. 
and then a, a mini of some variety. And they're all, of course, they're like, you know, unobtainable, but very, very cool. So um, we're here in that capacity. And also we've got a couple of friends, including Jake, uh, Chris Snowden, and a few others who are just here to race. So we're here as, you know, moral support. Perfect. Now I did see, I don't know if you're aware of this, Jake had a bit of an off. He did hit the tie wall. It was quite a, a hard thing to watch because uh, you could see his reaction when he got out of the car and sat up on the tie wall. It really, it, it hurt. I, I think it hurt both physically and probably quite a, you know, from an emotional point of view as well. As, as somebody that's used to throwing themselves around circuits, what is that? What goes through your mind when it comes to, like, worrying about crashing somebody else's car? Well, the reality is it's, it's arguably one of the worst feelings ever because, you know, you don't, obviously you don't intend, you, you never intend to do it and you think it will never be me, but sometimes it does happen. And, of course, you're just there to, um, oh, you should grab Mike Wilds as well. He's, uh, you should grab him at some point. I'll introduce you to him. Um, I've just spotted him over there. So... Yeah, I, you can interview him now. I can interview him. I'll catch up. Mike, I'm, I'm going to grab you for an interview later, okay? We could do it now. Well, let's do it now. Let's bring it in. It's a good one. It's a good one. Come on, bring it in. Um, Mike Wilds, good to see you. I'm John. Hi. Hello, John. Good to see you and another old friend. Well, this is this is the old, all right. Less than the old. A lot older than when I first met him. I tell you. Yeah. So, so Mike and I go back quite a long way. Um, I think I was 12 years old when we first met. Yeah, about about five years ago. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) What is a running theme here? Everyone takes the mic of my, you know, youthful look. We're just jealous, that's all it is. It is, it is. Um, I wish I was as fast as him in a racing car. I wish I had his looks. I mean, he's he's dressed like Mr. Goodwood. I'm standing here in my oldest Porsche overalls and... Hey ho, tis what it is. Listen, you're looking, you're looking strong. Let me say, it's been it's been a few years. Um, tell us a little bit about what you're doing and why you're here. Because I'm assuming, because you're in a suit, you're probably in a car. Yes, sadly not racing, okay. but uh, Mr. Rainer Becker, who I've raced uh, Porsche 956 Group C car with for the last couple of years, yes. has a lovely collection of cars, yeah. uh, all Porsches. So I've just driven his 1974 911 RSR. I'm a Porsche nut, so it's a privilege to be able to do that. And tomorrow, Reiner's going to drive that, and I'm going to drive his 993 GT2 Evo, which has a lovely Le Mans history. So um, I'm looking forward to a few laps tomorrow as well. That's uh, it's not a bad way to spend a weekend, is it? Well, it isn't. Uh, I'm actually a little bit on the back foot because it's my wedding anniversary today and my wife was hoping to go away for the weekend I think so she has gone away for the weekend to Goodwood yeah well you know it's you know we consider this to be a nice holiday destination in the UK don't we on the south coast uh, absolutely and uh, we're staying in a very nice little hotel very close to the circuit tonight if I can get my car out of the mud <laughs> later um, we'll be going back and going to a nice restaurant for supper so uh, a nice anniversary supper so, um, on the subjects of uh, anniversaries and whatnot, I believe that there's a book come out that's celebrating your many years in, uh, in motorsport, and I mean that in the most positive way possible. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, yes, during COVID, uh, people were saying, you, you've had an interesting life, and I have had the most interesting life. And I was bored, so I sat down in front of my computer one day, and I started writing, and I wrote for a few hours each day for three or four months, came up with 120,000 words um, and I do have to say (laughs) yes they were all and if and the and um, 
a friend of mine, Jeff Thomas, a journalist, sort of had a look through it and, and made a few suggestions. And I wanted it for my grandchildren, really, to see what their grandfather did. I've got some very young grandchildren. Uh, I'm 78 next birthday, so it would be nice for them when they get older to see what I did. And I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed reading it. It's called Life on the Wild Side. I uh, had 500 printed. They were published mid-December. In eight weeks, they were sold out, which I was uh, I was astounded. So we've had a reprint, and uh, they are available for sale at all good bookshops. <laughs> Excellent. I love that. I love a bit. I love a shameless plug, don't you? I do. I do. And it, you've got a great voice. We need to get an audiobook version as well. Let's get you in a studio and get it recorded. Why don't we do that? I think that's a really good idea. I can add some of the things that I forgot to put into it. <laughs> we, uh, I think the next step would be to get you on the, the, the Driven Chat podcast and we can have a sit down talk with you at some point and you can, uh, you can tell us your life stories and tales of woe. Well, I'd love to do that. Um, I can bore you to tears for hours because I have some fantastic stories. James Hunt getting me into trouble and Mike Halewood and I've had a... I've just had a ball. I can't believe that I've just received my 58th racing license. It's 58 years. You know, that's crazy, and I'm only 12. <laughs> well, I think you're right, Mars. I think we should book in a time. Let's get us all in the studio together. Um, and, yeah, let's regale some of those stories because it, it will be fantastic. And I know that all of our listeners are now sat at home listening to this, nodding their heads, going, yes, 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 please, yes, please. I'd love to do it, and I look forward to seeing you both again soon. Fantastic. Thanks for your time, Mike. Pleasure. Great to see you. Happy wedding anniversary. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> he got that in there. He, he mentioned did. it. He mentioned it. <laughs> see you later. <laughs> right. Um, well, that was. This is the joy of Goodwood Mars, isn't impromptu, it? It's very impromptu, isn't it? Um, where were we? Yes. Yeah, so just quick, quickly circle back. Yes. Uh, having an accident in the car is is an awful thing. I'm sure Jake is utterly upset. I will go and find. I didn't. I wasn't aware. But when his dad popped over earlier, he looked. Uh, he had his head in his hands. So I'll go and have a word with him. I'm sure Rick, being uh, Rick Wood, being the excellent mechanic and uh, engineer that he is, will no no doubt have it up and running in no time soon. Fantastic, good stuff. Right, well, lovely to bump into you, Miles. Um, you can invoice for this now. You've you've been on, so oh, there you amazing. go. <laughs> um, like I say, we don't get out of bed for less than four pound fifty a day. Um, it's very true, and uh, teas and coffees covered, and a Tesco meal deal. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Right, uh, I'll let you go and uh, enjoy the weekend. I'll be uh, continuing to run around with a microphone. Hopefully, bump into you again, and you can just magic up another another face that we can have an interview with. I'll be in the bar. I'll see you there. See you there. The great, the great thing about Goodwood and uh, interviewing people on the fly is that when you finish talking to one person, another amazing person appears. And one of the most amazing people that has appeared is Maria Costello. Hello, Maria. Hello, bless you. Thank you. Now, Maria, you came on the podcast with us way back, I think in 2020, when we were recording at Caffeine and Machine. Uh, you talked so brilliantly about your world, your working world, which involves throwing yourself around circuits on motorcycles. And that is just what you're about to do now, isn't it? That's exactly what I'm about to do. We're, we've just got our first race for the day. We had qualifying earlier. I'm riding this beautiful Triumph Trident for Sam Broad that I only got on this morning, but it's a beautiful bike. And now the sun's out and I feel a bit warmer and I'm really looking forward to this. Brilliant, brilliant. Now that's one of the things, you mentioned it there, one of the things that amazes me about events like this at Goodwood where amazing drivers and riders are paired up with amazing vehicles. There's often very little time to actually get to know that said vehicle, isn't there? Yes, unfortunately I couldn't test this bike, but um, 
42 racing, Andy Hornby um, tried it for me as well. So I, I felt really happy to come and just jump on it. So yeah, there was that reassurance that they can they prep prep bikes really well. Fantastic. And as you say, the sun's come out. It's it, dare I say it, it's warm. It's warm. <laughs> it actually feels warm. Yeah, this is nice. That uh, that's going to help when we go and line up on the grid. Perfect. Right, well, I'll let you get ready. Enjoy it, most crucially. Have a great time. Good luck, and uh, hopefully see you a bit later on as well. Thank you very much. Thank you. Walking through and back in the assembly area, I've managed to bump into all sorts of wonderful people, uh, including many friends. That's the great thing about events like this, is that you it becomes almost accidentally a huge social event, where you end up bumping into loads of friends, family members, people that you've known and worked with for years and years and years. Uh, it's just magical, and I've found myself back in the assembly area, where the cars prepare, where the cars have their little final assembly before then going out onto the circuit, and I've spotted a few amazing faces in here. If I could talk to everybody, I believe me, I would. Sadly, I can't, <laughs> because of course everyone's trying to have a chat. A lot of them are getting into cars straight away, uh, a lot of them are being told about cars that they're just about to drive for the first time, but I have spotted Mr Chris Harris, who of course we all know from uh, BBC Top Gear and the Collecting Cars podcast, an amazing podcast. So I'm going to go and have a quick chat with Chris, if I can grab him and see what he's driving as well. Mr Chris Harris, how are you Chris? Uh, not too bad, slightly apprehensive because I'm about to get into a Lotus 23 that I've done four laps in, never sat in one before. It's beautiful, but it's delicate and it's quite exposed, as you can see. Well, I'll paint the picture for you. It's, there's not much to it. And I add, by sitting in it, one-fifth of its weight. Wow. Now, th this is the amazing thing about all Goodwood events, including Revival and Members Meeting as well, where we are this weekend. I'm always amazed to learn about the drivers such as yourself that are offered a, a seat in a car and you're ultimately shown the car for the first time in a matter of hours, sometimes minutes, before you first get in. How much time have you spent in this car at all? Well, I just got in it and did four laps earlier, that was it. Then we go and do a race. Look, it, it underscores what this is all about. You're not here to win trophies or any of that. They're people at the front, you know, the really quick guys, maybe. But we're here just to demonstrate interesting-looking vehicles, uh, you know, relive the past. Whether that's a good or a bad thing, I think it's mostly a good thing when it comes to cars. And I don't really mind too much. A motor car is quite basic things, aren't they? You can write down on a piece of paper what the layout is. And if you're, unless you're a total mug, you should have a vague idea of what it's going to do. That's an awful thing for me to say because I'll probably stack it on the first lap. But it's a very light mid-engine car. So I've got a, I shouldn't back off too quickly in the middle of a corner. It should stop okay. I'm going to get monstered by all the powerful stuff. That's all I can say, really. But most importantly, selfishly, I want to enjoy it. If you said to me... 20 years ago that some of my mate Chris would, let, would invite me Chris Goodwin ex-McLaren test driver etc would invite me to drive his car I would never ever have believed you it's just not it shouldn't be happening still pinch myself now whistles are blowing time for you to get in Chris best of luck enjoy it as you say it sounds like you will and hopefully catch up with you a bit later on yeah thank you best of luck with the podcast well done thank you cheers Chris now, this is the great thing about standing in the assembly areas. Obviously, you get to see some really cool drivers, but you also get to bump into some lovely friends as well and some brilliant, just mind-bendingly brilliant presenters. Uh, <laughs> the likes of... I how you were going to introduce me. I like that. Okay, cool. The likes of Nikki Shields. How are you? Hey, oh, really well, thank you. I'm just very happy to be here. It is such a joy. We, have, we are very lucky. We have great jobs, and I think... The joy of being at Goodwood is that anyone you interview is always in such a good mood. Unless it's a driver who might have not had the greatest race. Other than that, everyone is just beaming from ear to ear. 
So true, so true. And we've noticed as well that the, the, the Goodwood gods have somehow blessed us after like four days of torrential rain have now blessed us with some beautiful sunshine. So we, dare I say it, it's warm? Well, I, I did arrive this morning, so I'm just going to say. Is it you? I brought the sun with me. <laughs> no, to be fair, I have spent many a time here freezing my ass off, um, which is why I'm currently wearing my thermals, <laughs> because I know, in fact, we're also standing next to David Green, who I normally <laughs> present with him, and normally all I do is spend the weekend complaining about how cold I am, but not today, because no. the sun is out and I'm wearing thermals. <laughs> Fantastic. So tell tell us what what is your yeah yeah and yeah just to paint that picture. Nikki is actually wearing nothing but thermals. Just theatre of the mind. It's not that kind of show. <laughs> um, That's so yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody knows about that. Yeah. Um, what uh, what is your role this weekend? You're here so, as a official presenter. I am. Yes, I am officially working for Goodwood, who are currently actually filming us right now. Yeah. So this is like a whole 360 degree thing, uh, filming content for their digital platforms. So you will see me out and about covering all sorts of things, uh, which will go out on the YouTube channel and Instagram and probably the Twitter as well. All of the social media things. This is the great thing about Goodwood as events, is that the, the media team behind the scenes, there's content, not only there's live stream stuff going out, there's obviously uh, content that you'll be able to pick up on social media streams, but there's loads and loads and loads that you at home will be able to catch up on, on the YouTube channel and social media feeds. And it's brilliant because it's hosted by people like you, Nikki Shim. Yeah, no, you're totally right though. I mean, the engine behind uh, what happens here at Goodwood is absolutely huge. We've got a, a massive editorial team, loads of editors kind of beavering away to get content churned out as quickly as possible. But we're also capturing stuff that, you know, can come out over the next six months. So we all get to enjoy what's been going on because there's always so much to cover here. You know, there are some spectacle, you know, the, the cars, the stories behind it. There's just so much to tell. Uh, so yeah, we get to, to do that job of telling those stories. Absolutely. Well, I'll let you get back to it. Sounds like we're going to get swamped by noise once again. Uh, but lovely to see you. So good to see you. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. And no doubt we'll bump into each other again. Thank you so much for having me. And what a pleasure to bump into old friends. <laughs> the Driven Chat Podcast. So I'm enjoying now a little walk around the paddock areas, of which there are many at the members' meeting, but uh, some paddocks stand out more than others because they're full of cars that I can kind of relate to and get a bit more excited about, one of which is a rather exciting-looking BMW with uh, a, G, a denim brand UFO stamped on the side and a very iconic red and white livery. And the driver's name on the door is the man that happens to be standing right next to me, Nick Padmore. Nick, how are you? Good, thanks. Yeah, looking forward to... Um getting this going really I think we qualified at 11 and it's the race is until like 10 to 6 so yeah I'm, I'm good I want to get going so does that mean you've just got a full day of kind of twiddling your thumbs or do you get to go and watch a bit of racing or what would you end up doing yeah normally I'm in quite a few cars but for, for this year it's just the BMW um, so yeah just trying to keep yourself busy but it's quite tiring because you know so many people wherever you go it's like hello hello and everything else so um, no I love it I always like this event I've been very lucky to do this now since probably 2014 I was here so um, yeah it's great perfect now you've got quite a good claim to fame here and this is also one of the reasons why I wanted to come and say hello because uh, you happen to be a lap record holder here at the circuit is that right yeah it's correct so I did the the first sort of the fastest racing lap in uh, 2015 in a T70 Spider 
um, which was just well, just an animal of a car, and I love it. And it's uh, you know big Can-Am cars, like 170 mile an hour down 11th Street. Um, and then I also have another one on with Speed Week and an Arrow Z11, which was from a standing start. So this place has been really good to me. I've been I've been like coaching my drivers that I look after here since sort of 98. So. Um, I love it, and it's not far from where I live in Horsham, so it's great. Perfect, and it is—it's a deceiving circuit, isn't it? Because a lot of people look at the Goodwood circuit and think, "Oh, it doesn't look very, doesn't look very complex. Maybe there's not much to it." But it is a—it is a complex circuit, isn't it? And it's bloody quick. Yeah, it's very fast. It's, the Thruxton's are obviously very fast, but I think this is probably the the, the fastest track in the country. Um, but you don't have the runoff here, so that—that's one thing you've really got to bear in mind. Also, the surface is quite old, bumpy. Um, but it's, I love it because it's carrying speed and carrying a momentum. So for me, I really enjoy having the car moving, but at high speeds. So, yes, yeah, it's, it's every, every lap I can do here is a bonus, really. Perfect. And what can you tell us about the car and how does it compare to other cars in the same category? Well, it, it, just by looking at it, it's, you can see how funky the design is, but the sound is awesome. When I drive the car, I have, I have to have really good earplugs because it's so noisy. Um, it's quite heavy, but it does have a little bit of power. I think it's about 230, 240 brakes. So it moves around a fair bit. But I think, you know, if uh, Jay and Damien sadly own the car, if they took it a bit more seriously and developed the car, it could be right up there. It's, it's such an iconic car. I, I really enjoy it. So fingers crossed in this race we can get forward and get into the final for tomorrow. Fantastic. Well, you've got uh, not too long now until you're back in the car and ready to go, so I'll let you get prepared. Wish you the best of luck, and most crucially, enjoy. Brilliant. Thanks very much. Cheers. So I've decided to venture away from my uh, my easy spot, my cheat spot, which is the assembly area, because, of course, it is a bit like sitting in a net that's been dangling in a river. You just catch drivers and cars coming through without fail. But there's so much more to this event because, of course, as well as the assembly area, as well as the action that's happening on the track, you've got paddock areas where all the cars have lined up. All the different disciplines from GT40s to old Le Mans cars to pre-war cars to the uh, Super Saloon cars, they're all here. And occasionally you do get to find some drivers as well that are walking around in the paddocks uh, who are you know, perhaps preparing to get into their car. And one of the people I'm hoping to go and find is an old friend of mine, and I know that's a sometimes crass way to say it, but he is genuinely an old friend of mine. We, we used to work together, funnily enough, and that's a driver who you've probably heard of called Jake Hill. Now, I've been trying to bug Jake to get on the podcast properly for quite some time, but he's an incredibly busy man, currently racing in touring car. Uh, but he is also racing this weekend here at the members' meeting and is driving a rather stunning Capri. But... And here's the but. This morning, in his qualifying, at the point of leading qualifying, he had a rather spectacular off. He lost the back end, couldn't recover it, hit the grass, and then, in the famous terms of all racing drivers, he became a passenger in his own car. The car hit the tyre wall, suffered some fairly bad damage, and Jake got out of the car looking very, very, very visibly upset. So, as crass as it may sound I quite fancy trying to see if I can find Jake and to see if I can have a chat with him and see what he can tell us about that incident and crucially to see if the car is now out for the weekend hopefully not there are a team of mechanics I've been told working on the car so I'm quite keen to go and have a look and see if there is any hope that that car will be put back together and more importantly 
if Jake will get another shot at driving it out in the actual race, because despite the fact that he crashed, he is still on pole. So we're keeping our fingers crossed. Let's go and see if we can find him. Now, one of the exciting things about events like this at the members' meeting is the uh, the driving and the racing is real driving and real racing, and the cars are really put through their paces, and there are times where things do go wrong. Now, I uh, found myself in the paddock, and I bumped into an old friend of mine who had um, such a moment this morning, Jake Hill. Um, Jake, how are you? I'm fine. Just very upset with, uh, with myself, but um, yeah, I'm all okay. Yeah. So... Tell us what happened. You were driving in this rather lovely looking Capri. Um, I saw what happened on the screen, saw the back end went, hit some grass, and from there, went towards some rubber. Yeah, passenger, unfortunately. Um, yeah, I mean, I was on just starting another flying lap, a very good first corner, we very pleased, and then entering No Name and St. Mary's. Um, I just couldn't get it stopped. That's the honest answer. I don't know whether I broke too late or what, but then, on reflection, a few fans, the great Goodwood fans that we have here have, have come round and people that were standing there and said they could see the oil slick and I just obviously could not. So I'm trying not to do the whole driver's uh, book of excuses, but it makes me feel a little bit better knowing because I, I just couldn't work out why I couldn't get it stopped. So it makes sort of sense now. Um, so yeah, but nonetheless, you know, I've never ever gone out of a car and been that upset with myself and just upset in general because, you know, um, I care so much about the car. Um, you know, it's an extension of myself, I guess, when you're in it. Um, and yeah, it's a shame because we just got pole and ideally, you know, didn't need to be pushing on. Um, that was the truth in the matter. But hey, um, it's happened. And the guys at Rootwood Motorsport and girls have done an absolute phenomenal job. And it looks like we're going to be out for our uh, heat race this afternoon. That is the incredible thing. I mean, that again, the wonderful thing about events like this at Goodwood, we've got a crowd of probably near 100 people currently looking at the car, as it is, as you say, being worked on. And it was apparent to see, you know, you mentioned there that when you went off, it really upset you. I was looking at you on the screen, you know, it, you could tell it really got to you, the fact that it had gone wrong and the car was so damaged, because I guess it's, it's, the, it's the team as well that go into it as more than just you and more than just the car. It is. I mean, you know, Rick Wood, you know, it's his baby. He loves this car so much. And as do I, and he's entrusted me to drive it. And I just feel absolutely devastated that, you know, I've had such an instant in it. But it is part of racing. Sometimes you can't avoid these things. And um, yeah, the main thing is like, I'm all right. The car is relatively all right. It's a bit beaten and battened, but it will go again. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, it's looking good. I've just seen a thumbs up from what looks like the Scrutineer, which is a very, very positive sign. So hopefully I'll see you in the assembly area just before you head out onto that track and this car will be racing again with you behind the wheel. So best of luck. Yeah, exactly that. Clive there, the scrutineer, he's just given us the thumbs up. So the guys and girls have done a fantastic job. So let's uh, start from pole and see how we get on. Good stuff. Enjoy. Thank you. I've gone back into cheat mode. Some would say cheat mode, some would say lazy mode. I'm, going, I'm heading back into the assembly area because it's just, it's just so easy. It's just so easy for finding interesting people. But luckily for me, at the moment, the assembly area is very empty. I've got a few, uh, a few Porsche products here as uh, like sponsored cars, I guess. Um, but fortunately, there is also a Tim Hutton. Hello, Tim. Good afternoon, John. Good, after good afternoon. How, uh, how's your day gone so far? Let me look. Where are we now? We are... Goodness me, half past five. 
already. Um, how's your day been? It's been very good. Um, yeah, I've struggled to walk more than 10 metres without bumping into someone. It feels very, very busy here today. Um, and yeah, I think maybe, they, maybe they've sold more tickets than they would normally at members, but everybody seems to be here today. And yeah, it was a bit cold earlier. Um, but other than that, it's been a good day and now the sun's out and now there's some very cool cars coming into the holding paddock, so I uh, can't complain. Can't complain indeed. And you're right, I mean, what fortuitous timing. There we were in an empty assembly area and now it is being filled with, um, in fact, I've completely forgotten that. What is the name of this group? So this was the Jerry Marshall Trophy and it's now been renamed to the Gordon Spice Trophy. Yeah, so Ford Capris, Rovers, BMWs, Camaros, some uh, serious metal. Absolutely, and as part of this lineup, not long ago, um, I managed to find Jake Hill in the paddock area beside his Capri, which it did look like the scrutineers were giving a big thumbs up. It looked like the hard work has paid off following this morning's little off. So hopefully, all being well, we'll see Jake rolling in in the Capri, ready to go out and race as well. But it's pretty incredible to think that that car crashed at, what, half 11 this morning? And now, to the point where everyone looked at it and thought, that's, that's probably done for the weekend. But now there's a good possibility that it's going to be coming back. It's pretty impressive. Yeah, I mean, uh, so he lost the, lost the rear for whatever reason, uh, uh, near to no name, which is a very fast part of the track and not a part of the track that you particularly want to come off at either. So um, they've just been huddled around the car in the paddock all, uh, all morning and into the afternoon. And um, fingers crossed we see it rolling into here shortly. Yeah, I really hope so. I really, really do. Well, whilst these cars get lined up, it's going to get very, very noisy in here. So I'll try to avoid any more shouting in the microphone and uh, <laughs> trying to compete with the sound of lots of cars. So uh, watch this space dear listener. Let's see who we can catch up with in this very, very, very special and eclectic group of cars. Now, one of the drivers I really want to talk to, I've just seen him pull into the paddock, and that is Rob Huff, who, as many, 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 many of you will know, uh, is a uh, very, very well-known touring car driver, um, and I believe has the fantastic nickname title of uh, Mr. Macau, because he's so fast at the Macau circuit. Uh, he is racing, by the looks of things, in Camara, so let's go and have a quick chat with him and see what he has to say about this event. So another of the uh, very, very popular drivers here at the members' meeting, besides some very noisy cars, this is that same group of cars, is Rob Huff. Now, Rob, you are affectionately known by many as Mr. Macau which I think is a, is a wonderful term because you do so well at the Macau race every year. Tell us, how does racing at Macau in brand new cars compare to racing at Goodwood in, well, how do we even describe these? Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's, it's, it couldn't be more opposite ends of the spectrum if you tried. Um, you know, uh, but both, both places have been very good to me over the years. Macau is just, I mean, Macau's just so special in itself, you know, that's out and out absolute puts the fear of god in you every lap you go around there um and it's, it's a you know hugely specialist uh, circuit if you like um and obviously front wheel drive touring car 
uh, you know, you try and compare that to, to, to Goodwood uh, in these old historics. I mean, you know, a lot of people ask me, you know, what's, what's, what's the real difference? The difference is, and this is pretty much the only way I can describe it, the difference is at half five this morning, I, I woke up with excitement. And if I'm in Macau, I'll press snooze about six times. <laughs> so, you know, it's, this is what I, I absolutely love this place. I love, you know, the historic cars. It's where I started my career with MGBs, with Ollie Bryant and James Cottingham, you know, 25 years ago. So uh, to be able to be, you know, to be in, in, you know, privileged to be invited here to come and drive these just amazing, amazing cars on this beautiful track is, uh, is very special. Incredible. And tell us, what is it you're about to pedal? We, we heard it just then. I don't think we can avoid hearing it. But yeah, tell us about what you're driving. So I'm in the Bastos Capri, uh, Camaro. Um, I've raced a lot with Richard Mines uh, in the Bastos Capri. Um, but unfortunately, uh, David Clark, who owns the car, he can't be with us this weekend. And so luckily for me, he's asked me if I'd jump in it. This morning was the first time I've, I've driven it. Well, I think we did three laps in qualifying, you know, due to many red flags this morning. Um, but yeah, yeah, very excited uh, about what's uh, what's to come. Uh, we've got a heat. I think there's two heats, then a final. So we've just got to do enough to, to get through today and, and we'll hopefully we'll be on the final tomorrow. Fantastic. And it's so great. I mean, I love hearing those stories where drivers are introduced to their car the day of, the morning of, in some cases, minutes before they're due to get in. It was it was five minutes before we drove this morning in the in the holding area that I got introduced to, to her. So, uh, yeah, no, I mean, it, it, and it's so different, you know, a GT40 that I'm driving this weekend, a Lotus Cortina, and then the, the big V8 Capri. They all drive so differently that you really have to you know, switch switch your, your head around. The Cortina and the GT40, I've done a lot of laps around, around here and, and other places. But yeah, the Camaro is a completely new thing to me. So just taking it easy, just, you know, feeling and you know, feeling out, got a red flag, came back in and then unfortunately another red flag and that was the end of the session. So um, yeah, everything to learn in the race. Fantastic. Well, I'll let you get focused and enjoy. Hopefully you get some sleep tonight and you, uh, it won't be too, too much anticipation for the big race tomorrow. But uh, yeah, crucially, enjoy. And uh, yeah, hopefully see you tomorrow as well. Thanks so much. Cheers. Right. To bring you the good news, I'm standing in the assembly area, very close to the exit where the cars go onto the track. I'm looking at a full assembly area with Camaros, Capris, Mustangs, a Volvo. Uh, all sorts of wonderful cars, and in that lineup, right at the very front, is the blue Ford Capri, as driven by Jake Hill, with Jake Hill in the driver's seat. He's had the thumbs up from Scrutineers. They've given it the go-ahead. The car will be competing in this race, which is just amazing. I've not been able to get in because, of course, every single media outlet here, including, of course, the official TV crews, uh, wanting to have a chat with Jake because what a story. The car is back together it looks absolutely battered it really does however the most important thing is it's about to go out onto the track and i hope fingers crossed i'll be able to catch up with jake later i have just taken a photograph of the car it's on our social media feeds for you to look at from uh, a week or so ago now i would think uh, but yes what an amazing story jake is in the car he is going to be racing you've just heard there the sound of a gt4 rs firing up that is the safety car is going to be setting the pace for this formation lap and then, crucially, this race will be underway with Jake in pole position. Right, that race that Jake Hill has now started in the lead of is underway. This is the sound of them coming past the start finish straight, having completed their first lap. This is going to be an impressive noise. The start line was deafening 
I was trying to prioritise whether I get audio or photos. I went for photos, but here they come. Absolutely ridiculous. And please report Jake Hill in pole position. I'd love to uh, stick around and watch that one, but work must carry on. I'm back in the assembly area, seeing who else I can find for a quick chit chat. I feel like the uh, a really rubbish version of the Avengers have assembled. Myself, John Marker, Tim Hutton and Miles Lacey all together in the assembly area, loitering with intent. Um, Miles, how, how have you got on? The uh, last time I saw you, it was about midday. It's now, it's now just gone six, which feels like it was about six weeks ago. So it's a mad event, this, isn't it? Listen to the audience at home. I'm going to be brutally honest. I've had a couple of <laughs> quite, a, I've had quite a couple of bottles of champagne. Bottles? <laughs> no, what I should say was glasses of. Um, but listen, uh, what I would say is Bonhams have been a fantastic host. No, in all seriousness, um, I've. I haven't, and this is in no way a boast, I've not walked 10 yards without having a conversation with somebody else, and it's been fantastic to just catch up with literally everyone we know who shares all this weird, like, you know, enthusiasm that we have for these old cars that cost us a fortune. It's, it's true. We, we were saying very much the same. You, you, Tim, you're somebody that walks every 10 metres and somebody stops you for a chat. It's, it is a very easy event to be social at, isn't it? It's, uh, yeah, it's so so easy to walk around. So many familiar faces, friendly faces, or people that might know you, that you've spoken to online somewhere, that you maybe don't know their face, but they know you. They and, know you. Your, and your entire life. Yeah. Um, but it's nice to, yeah, it's just nice to meet everyone. And the people is as important as the cars here for me. Definitely, yeah. Yeah, it is. Um, it, it absolutely is. Um, as I said before, it's my first members meeting, so it's a bit of a new thing, um, and I would recommend it to literally anyone, even if you're not really, if you don't care about cars, come and have a go, because it's just a nice day out. It really is. It's an absolute spectacle, as you say. You don't need to be an expert. There's obviously so many different periods and genres and, and collections of cars, and we'll be here, you know, fanboying over certain eras. I think when Can the please. Have you had an interview with Guy Smith yet? Excellent Bentley dr driver, Guy Smith. No. Guy Smith. Yep, yep, yep. This is, this is your interview, Miles. You good? Yeah, you're okay. This is how we do interviews these days. We shout your name and hope that you're listening. Um, so we were just having a chat, talking about all the people that we've caught up with the during the day, yes. and you've managed to slip through the net. So here you are. How are you getting on? I'm all right. I'm good. I'm just, um, I've had a good day uh, doing the Lotus Cortina race, which is manic. Is it? Um, so there's, I think, 30 cars. Uh, we qualified six, so that's pretty happy with that. And my dad's just about to race in this RS2000 no in the Gordon Spice. So I'm here giving him some moral support, a little pep talk. And, um, Any yeah. coaching tips for him? No, not really. Just just, just, just go, go fast. Go fast. Go fast. But sun's shining. It was a shady start to the morning with the, with the weather, but good ones come good and the sun's shining. And, uh, yeah, looking forward to uh, a good day tomorrow. Yeah, hasn't it, Jess? Talk us through these Cortinas, because isn't there like 30 odd of them on the grid? It's really mad. It's, you know, some of, the, some of the best Cortinas in the country 
And, and then of course the driver lineup is super strong. So you've got um, you know touring car champions, yes. sports car champions. You know you've got the whole kind of mix of drivers, and it's great. I mean, there's, there's, I don't know if there's any other race where you kind of get that mix of drivers apart from something like the race of champions. Um, yeah, so genuinely, yeah, so it's, it's really good to, um, and also just from a personal point of view to catch up with friends because. You know, everyone gets so busy, uh, but this is, you know, Goodwood seems to be the one place where everybody kind of gets together. Absolutely. Um, everyone's having a, an enjoyable weekend, and uh, yeah, it's just a nice place to be, really. And what have you been hacking around in? Um, well, really, just the um, just the um, just the Cortina to, for, for driving. But I've been. Um, we've also got the Bentley here, the Le Mans car. So right. okay, okay, okay. Let me just hold the phone for a minute. <laughs> so he goes, "Oh, I've just been, I've just been in the world famous Bentley Le Mans car that you actually pedaled back in the day, of course." Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's almost well, it's 20 years ago now. It's a long time ago, but of course, with it being the centenary as well of Le Mans, um, it's just great to have the car here. They've got a uh, Bentley are bringing out a sort of a road uh, version, sort of Le Mans edition car, which is nice to see here. Yeah. Obviously, Tom Christensen's here, so it's nice for again to catch up with him because you don't get to do it very often. Um, and you know, people still love seeing the car. It's still a beautiful car 20 years on, and um, it's just nice that people get to see it and enjoy it. That's awesome. No, so, uh, we, we did see it. As I turned up, I saw you uh, I saw you out of the car, and I thought, it's not very often we see that car out these days, so it's pretty special, right? Yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's really good. It's, it's, it's good, and every time we kind of get behind the wheel of it, it's uh, it brings back so many great memories. So, yeah, happy, happy days. Yeah. Twen and for those viewers at home, 20 years ago, I say viewers, we're on a podcast. Yeah. Those listeners at home, 20 years ago, how about that? How's that make you feel now, Guy? I'm very old. <laughs> You know, the really scary thing is a lot of our listeners weren't even alive then, which is really, really quite scary. But it is, it's such an iconic car to see, and it looks incredible. It must be about time, surely soon, that's going to be ripping around at Le Mans Classic. Well, I think so, yeah. I mean, that, that particular car is owned by Sean Lynn. I know he raises his car in the Peter Auto. Uh, Le Mans Classic, I think it will be there. And the actual winning car is going to be driven, I think I might be driving that at Le Mans. Uh, I think that for the for the centenary they've got a parade. I think almost 65 Le Mans winning cars, which will be awesome to see. Um, so yeah, it'd be great to, to to drive that again at Le Mans, first time in 20 years. So, yeah. Fantastic. We've got to make sure we're there for that. God, what a what a day that will be. Uh, right, well we'll let you get back to uh, giving pep talk to Dad because that's a crucial role. And uh, yeah, hopefully catch up with you soon. Great. Thank you very much. Cheers. Thanks. See, that's, that's how organic it is. Now, over your shoulder, there's another face, another friendly face who's just appeared. You've had enough of him already. <laughs> the, he, gets it, he gets a disproportionate amount of airtime, OK? Uh, that he, by the way, is, is Grant Williams again. Who's, we, we met at the beginning of the day. How's, how's your day been going? Uh, bloody fantastic. Yeah, really, really good. I'm enjoying myself. The, the sun is shining, the weather's amazing, you know. What more do you want? This is glorious Goodwood. We were saying just, just there, weren't we, about this is almost like the best social club in the world. Everyone in and around the automotive community, from racing drivers to photographers to media personalities, everyone that's kind of known in the car world is here at this event. And it is, it's a bit like, it's, I don't know, I don't want to get all like whimsical and dreamy, but I think like if you died and went to heaven, this would be like the crowd that would be here, isn't it? It's amazing. Yeah, you know, i I, I got to pinch myself every time because it's, it's, it's just to come here and see this is just, it's such a spectacle, you know what I mean? And everybody just, just gets on with everybody else. And you might not see anybody for a year last year, but it's like they're their best friend. You know I mean, and you just you big hugs and chats and how are you doing? What's going on? Where are you going next? And what's your next race? What are you doing? Are you driving? And it's just, and that's what the whole weekend's about. It's just, do you know what? I tell everybody this, right? Motor racing is about making memories. 
And that's what that's what the fundamentalists about making memories because they'll go back. Did you see that crazy guy in that car or whatever? And he does that. I mean, and that's what it's all about. What a brilliant, poignant point to end there. I think that's absolutely brilliant. Yeah, so 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 true. Uh, right. Well, we can uh, we we've got a nice little moment now. We can sit back and watch the motorsport. Let's go and watch the racing. We're also um, we're very we're very much anticipating a little chat with our good friend of the channel. Um, Jake Hill because of course unfortunately had a spill earlier um, the guys at Rickwood Motorsport have absolutely pulled it out of nowhere and have got the car back up there and we're stood here in the paddock right now waiting for the next race but all I can hear in the background is him hacking away uh, doing quite well so we're very much looking forward to having a chat with him after the race and um, we'll see how our good friend Hill uh, feels after having a bit of a slow day but maybe he's pulled it all back from nothing it's going to be yeah it's going to be a day to remember what a story starting off with a pole position then heartbreak then despair will it won't it now he's out there out in pole as far as i can tell leading the race fingers crossed if he comes across that line in first position that will be what a story yeah what a story what a story um yeah uh, let's let's see what he's got to say afterwards and uh, i'm sure he'll be elated as will the team indeed right back in a bit Jake, Jake, I kind of want to give you a big hug. <laughs> yeah, thank you. How'd you feel? Uh, tired. <laughs> that was one of the hardest races I've done, uh, but over the moon, you know, I can't thank this man here next to me, Rickwood, enough for building and repairing um, my mess up from this morning. And um, all the guys and girls here at Rickwood Motorsport have just done an incredible job. So it's, it's with, if it's thanks to them, that that's, that's who I owe. And tell us, the car, you had the incident this morning. The, the, as you say, the team have been incredible putting it back together. You've crossed the line on what position? P1. We've won it. It's great. It's only the warm-up race for tomorrow, but it meant an awful lot. I had to repay these guys, you know. So, um, yeah, I had to repay them, you know, because they put so much hard work and effort into it after, after everything and, you know, literally worked their arse off, you know, and um, I had to win it for them. You know, even if, you know, even if we don't end up winning it tomorrow, if whatever happens, but... We can still have a good result tomorrow and have fun. I agree. And look, whatever happens, as you say, tomorrow, this has got to be the story of this year's members meeting. What a story. What an amazing team. Absolute kudos to every single one of you involved, both the team putting it back together, but of course you pedalling it across the lines. Well. Absolutely elated for you, genuinely. Absolutely. Really, really, really well done. So chuffed. Thank you, John. Yeah, I mean, it's... Um yeah, it's a real special moment, and uh, I hope that Goodwill understand that this is, uh, you know, this is what happens when I drive a Capri, you know, we, we always have good fun with it. So, yeah, I'm over the moon, and um, I hope that we can return. Fantastic, fantastic. Uh, let's keep in touch. Let's get you in a studio soon for a yes. proper chat, and uh, yeah, well done again, and enjoy the rest of the weekend. Thanks. When I say there was genuine emotion in that interview, you might have heard it. it we, there genuinely was. To see one of your mates... Win a race is amazing. But when you see one of your mates that's won a race they really probably shouldn't have actually been in as a result of that crash, it is uh, it, it, it just amazing. Absolutely incredible. Well, what a way to end a day of recordings and conversations. As I said in the opening, planning a day like this is always impossible, especially two days over a weekend. But... To end with Jake's success in that Capri is nothing short of magical. 
And now to end the day with the sound of Le Mans cars from the late 90s, early noughties. Headlights on, sun's down. What an amazing first day at the 2023 Goodwood members meeting. Currently watching a Dodge Viper chase down a Bentley Continental chasing down an Aston Martin DB9, or DBR9 I should say, followed by Corvettes, followed by Mercedes. It's just incredible. What an absolutely amazing atmosphere. I'm going to sign off for today and I'll be back with you. The next time you'll hear my voice will be tomorrow morning, Sunday morning at the 2023 Goodwood Members Meeting. Time for a well-earned pint, I think. Driven Chat Podcast. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash acast and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Well, it is the morning after. In fact, yesterday, Saturday evening, I ended the day with the sound of Le Mans cars in the background. And how fitting that on Sunday morning, I'm opening with them. Tim. Good morning. That was uh, very special noises and uh, great memories for me because I was lucky enough to go to Le Mans in the early 2000s. So I saw these things race and to hear all the different engine notes, which you don't traditionally get with motorsport these days, uh, is really cool. So um, yeah, that's uh, a great way to start a day. That's a really, really good point, actually. I hadn't, hadn't allowed myself to think of that because you're right, modern day endurance racing it's basically everyone's got an ls3 or an amg mercedes product and everyone sounds very similar but you're right this is a really diverse grid so we've got this is just a demo so it's not a race it's but it's fairly high high speed isn't it being led by a gt4 rs safety car which is currently pedaling its way past the super shell building so we've got dbr9 550 marinello well 550 lm i should say making all the noise Corvette Z06, 
Dodge Viper, two Dodge Vipers. Another DB9. I think that's a Celine, is it? The silver? Yeah. A few Astons. Then these raspy 550LMs, which are just my absolute all-time favourite race car. Listen to this. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a strong Sunday morning start, isn't it? It's, uh, it's very strong, yeah. I think the nature of uh, you know, motorsport and pushing the limits of everything is you get to a point where there's only one really perfect solution to go as fast as possible, body style-wise and engine-wise, and that's why the hypercars all look how they do. But this period where we can see like cars that we could actually go out and buy look similar is uh, it's pretty special. And the GT3 racing coming back to Le Mans next year Hopefully we'll get a bit of that coming back to uh, the racetracks. It's this year, isn't it? 2023? Or is it next year? Uh, for the GT3 category, it's next year, yeah. But yeah, whole gaggle of new hypercar brands at Le Mans this year for their 100th anniversary. So it's good. It is good. Almost as good as these noises. Now, yesterday we had a really, really successful day. We talked to an amazing collection of people, drivers, media personalities. In fact, what's the point of me talking here? I'm going to let these cars come past. So yes, a relatively successful day yesterday. I was quite happy with the amount of conversations we'd had and I'm hoping today will be much the same. So we're going to make our way, we're currently standing, as I say before, in front of the Super Shell building, which is a great location. Seeing cars coming down the Lavent Strait, is that right? Yes, Tim's nodding, it's the Lavent Strait. It's always a bit of a guess. I'm so rubbish with corner names, I don't know why. I've never been able to really remember them. Enjoy the sound of a Marcos. So yeah, let's uh, let's do more of the same today. See who else we can find, see who else we can talk to. It'd be great to try and catch up with Jake again. At the after party yesterday, Jake Hill really looked like he'd earned his beer, I think is fair to say. Uh, definitely was in higher, much higher spirits than he was earlier on in the day. So let's get back to it. You are listening to the Driven Chat Podcast from the Goodwood Members Meeting 2023 with me, John Markar, Tim Hutton, and if we can find him again, Miles Lacey. So, Tim, tell me about this house scoreboard that I keep seeing around the site at Goodwood. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the, the name Members Meeting comes from the, the, the days when they had kind of these meetings for the Goodwood Road Racing Club members. Um, and the, it's a very inclusive event. Um, so there's four houses which all take names from the Duke of Richmond's uh, estate. I'm going to forget them all now, but uh, Torbolton, Methulen, Aubigny, and one other which I've now forgotten. Um, Annoyingly, we have just walked past the scoreboard which has them all written down and we've just carried on walking, but that's, that's fine. <laughs> we'll, yeah. we'll recap on it later. Uh, but yeah, one, so one of the fun things is all the the drivers are all assigned a house, and so when they um, have a successful result in the race, those points go towards the house. And um, at the end of the weekend, one of the houses is awarded the trophy. Um, but the really cool thing is that everyone that's here can also add to that point tally, 
um, by taking part in some of the very Goodwood events like axe throwing, sheep herding, um, and other random things. There's a big tug of war at some point with the house captains who are all uh, famous racing drivers. And yeah, all those points go together. So it's just a way of getting the crowd a bit more involved in the whole of weekend as well, which is quite good fun. Do you want to do some sheep herding? What's what's the one that's what's the activity that's standing out for you that you'd like to partake in? Uh, yeah, it's got to be sheep herding, isn't it? I've got no idea whereabouts it is on the track. I imagine it's probably right around the back somewhere, away from the people. But um, yeah, sheep herding sounds like a good laugh. So yeah, you can see the results of those scores. I'm guessing by the time this goes out, it'll all be published on the Goodwood website so um yeah go and have a look and it's something if you've not yet had the opportunity to come along to the members meeting it's something else to to think about to add into your your planning um and yeah you're right it is it just adds that kind of fun element or additional fun element if watching early noughties le mans cars racing around a circuit isn't fun enough already um yeah it's a, it's a nice touch i i think now i'm gonna head to my uh, easy spotting location i'm gonna head to the assembly area see who I can find in the form of drivers to have chats with. And uh, perhaps we'll catch up a bit later on, Tim, see, see what we've discovered. I'd like to hear how well you got on sheep herding. Yes, that sounds like a good plan. I will uh, t- have a look at one of the many uh, information maps around the track, find the sheep herding, and report back later. <laughs> I found myself back at the assembly area, and I am awash with Ford Cortinas. I can't really count how many there are. I'm guessing there are at least 20, maybe even 30 of them. Absolute full grid of exclusively Ford Cortinas. And there are, uh, again, a collection of drivers that I'm going to try and talk to. I have also noticed, whilst I'm here in the paddock, or in the assembly area, I should say, um, the Duke of Richmond, His Grace the Duke of Richmond, who is, of course, the orchestrator of this event, the, the man behind Goodwood Motorsport events, the man that brought back motorsports to the Goodwood Estate in the late 1990s uh, or early 1990s really I should say with the Festival of Speed and then later on with the Revival Um, if I can manage to get a word in with him that would be a huge huge personal honour I'm not going to make any promises because of course he is in such high demand he is the man behind this whole thing so let's see what we can do Your Grace thank you so much for giving us a moment of your time here in the assembly area before looking at uh, quite the spectacle of Cortinas heading out onto the circuit. I'd love to know, from your point of view, you, of course, are the orchestrator of this wonderful event and, of course, the wonderful environment that has grown now as a motorsport community here at Goodwood. How does the members' meeting for you compare to other events on the calendar? Well, it's a really really fun thing for us. It's obviously the first meeting of the year. It's only for our members. Our members are really important to us. They've been unbelievably supportive. And this is like the grassroots... Kind of, this is what Gouda was like at the beginning. This is kind of feeling for the, for the grassroots. Hence, this is the 80th one. So these were what the, what the, what the members' meetings were like in the 50s and 60s. Um, maybe a little bit smarter, some of these cars, <laughs> cars now. But um, obviously, these Lotus Cortinas too played a big part in those sort of races. So it's great to have a race celebrating uh, the Cortinas today and having you know, only Cortinas running. It looks amazing. Absolutely. Do you have, it may be an impossible question, but do you have a favourite round at an event like this? What are the cars that get you most excited? Um, well, I think the great thing about Members Me is having this mix of, of um, you know, well, certainly later cars than we'd have uh, at, um, 
at Revive, we've got a bit more flexibility. So we all have, also have these sort of high-speed moments with uh, cars, which are obviously not racing, but they're... So to see all those GT cars, GT1 cars going around last night in the sunset, that was pretty spectacular. To see the BT52 going around with Ricardo uh, and David Brabham yesterday, that car, that car's got the unofficial lap record at Goodwood, set by PK. Um, in 83 or whatever and Nelson Rengs he did a sub one minute lap round a two and a half mile circuit so that is you know I think he missed a lot of the corners out altogether but um, so you know for, 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 for to see those great Goodwood moments um, is, is um, that's the whole point of this year with our 75th anniversary of the circuit 25th anniversary revival 30th anniversary of festival speed so to try and bring some of those that those those moments back and that and that Brabham, you know, represents the testing years at Goodwood, like when it was all closed down and shut down between 66 and, and, um, and, and 98. Absolutely. Well, it's yeah. an exciting year. Lots of anniversaries. We'll be yeah. on, on site for all of them. So a huge personal thank you and a thank you on behalf of all of our listeners because everybody loves these events that you put on and it's, it means so much to so many. So a huge heartfelt thank you. Pleasure. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Pleasure. Thanks what much. an honour. My goodness me. I, uh, that's the first time I've ever had the opportunity to speak to uh, the Duke of Richmond, uh, formerly Lord March, of course, as many still will still know him as. But uh, yes, Duke of Richmond now. Um, yeah, what a what a wonderful man. I didn't quite expect to have uh, quite as much time. I know it was brief, but still, you know, he is a man that's in such high demand. I have also spotted a Darren Turner. Darren, the last time you and I were together, we were standing in Saudi Arabia. It was a little bit warmer than this, um, and we were basically chaperoning people around in very fast cars. It was very exciting, but not doing. Well, you were doing a bit of driving, I wasn't, sadly. Uh, but now, today, you are doing a bit of driving, and you're driving in one of these mad Cortina, or is it console, should I say? I think it's a Cortina. I know it's got a console on the front, but I think it's a Lotus Cortina. But, it, yeah, I mean, it, they're fantastic to drive. We came down here a couple of weeks ago uh, for a test day, and it was, you know, the normal uh, lovely day here at Goodwood, good weather and everything else. Um, and then, uh, yeah, we've had a good qualifying session, starting P8. Uh, Craig's going to take the start. Um, and then hopefully uh, at the driver change we'll still be in a sort of top 10 position and then see what we can do towards the end of the race. But, you know, seeing this many cars, I think there's 29 cars on the grid, all fairly similar in performance. I think we're in for a couple of fireworks this uh, this race. So, uh, um, yeah, if all these cars come back without any damage, I'll be very surprised. So let's see what happens. But, uh, yeah, looking forward to it. Really good car to drive, nice and fun, playful. That's the thing. You know, I've driven like, Cobras and things like that around this circuit and they're, they're a handful um, it's more like trying to ride a bull, really. You know, they, they just want to throw you off the circuit. Where this, these uh, Cortinas, they just, they just engage with you, and, and you want to sort of push it a bit harder. And when you do get it sideways, it's easy to control, and you can get it back. So, yeah, we'll see what we'll see what happens in the race. Now, it's curious. I'd like to know, as as driver two, obviously you you get the you get to cross the line, but you also get that added pressure of picking it up. Do you prefer being driver two, or would you prefer to be first in, outdone? get your job done then you sit back and watch I don't mind to be honest it's like obviously we get given to different owners and different cars on the grid um, and I always want them to choose what they want to do what they're comfortable with do they want to like sit back and just do the driver change and you know when the race is a little bit calmer you know the second half the people are spread out uh, or do they want to take part in the start so I, I always just wait for the, the owner to work out what he wants to do or what they want to do um, and then I'll go with whatever the flow is you know I really enjoy the starts because you know, sports car racing, GT racing, they're always rolling starts. We're here, it's, it's like going back to single-seaters for me where it's a standing start, but the grid is so compact. You've got three, a two, a three, a two, and, you know, the space in between the cars is very small. So, uh, yeah, you have to keep your wits about you, especially if you're sort of mid-pack, 
because you can't really see what's happened on the front row. And if there's someone's had a problem, you can suddenly be on them and uh, uh, have to sort of deviate very, really quickly. But yeah, I enjoy, um, I enjoy either or. You know, I'm happy with whatever I get given, really. Perfect. Well, let's hope it makes its way back in. I'm sure it will. And then you can uh, get the glory moment across the finish line. Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully. We'll see what happens. Thanks, Darren. Cheers, mate. Thanks. Cheers. Catch Cheers. you a bit later. Cheers. I'll let you enjoy now the sounds of that full grid of Ford Cortinas heading out onto the circuit. <laughs> Some of them getting a little bit sideways out of the assembly area and onto the circuit. What's interesting is uh, the array of noises and the difference of noises. Got uh, John McGurk's one here coming out. Needing a, a little push start. Last car to leave, the last Cortina driven by Tiff Nadell out onto the circuit. They'll now be gathering for the start of the race. May stick around and let you enjoy the, uh, the sounds of the start of the race because that's always an exciting one. And then I guess we should see who else we can find. So the Cortinas and the console Cortinas that had been previously making a good hum in the assembly area are now lined up ready on the start line. And I thought you might like to enjoy hearing them pull away. We are right on the start line for this, and I have a feeling this is going to sound pretty good. The 30-second board has just gone up. Union Jack flag is in the hands of the marshal. And that is the sound of many Ford Cortinas and console Cortinas making their way for their first lap. Hello Tim, how are we getting on? I'm going on very well, thank you. Yeah, uh, I caught a good chunk of the Lotus Cortina race, which was uh, really cool, really close uh, action on track. That was, yeah, a nice treat to, I don't know, I always love these one make races, because they always bring uh, close action uh, with everyone uh, running pretty much similar Lotus Cortinas, shall we say. Um, yes. Very strategically uh, strategically or diplomatically described there. Um, but other than that, it's just been, it's probably taken me an hour to walk across, not because of the sheer volume of people, but just, again, as we said yesterday, familiar faces everywhere and people that have come over, people travel from all around the world to come to Goodwood events and it's just people that you only get to see once or twice a year. So it's just been kind of conversations and cups of teas and very, very English. And uh, yeah, and the, the rain that was falling when we were kind of heading down to the track this morning has stopped and the sun's trying to break through. So I'm having a splendid day. <laughs> yeah, it has been pretty magical. I, I also noticed that a Miles Lacey has appeared, although he's in deep conversation. Miles, this is this is such fortuitous timing. Once again, at the at the moments that I was hoping, like oh, maybe we'll get the three of us together for a recap. Tim appears, and then you appear. This is a, this is magical. How are you getting on on your second day? It's, it's like it was meant to be. Um, <laughs> second day going well. Uh, we got here just in time for the Cortina race, which was interesting. 
Um, and it seemed to be that it was a very clean procession until what was the very last lap. And then it all went a bit peaked. <laughs> it was a really good one. I, I was in the assembly area for it, managed to chat to uh, a couple of drivers beforehand and then stood on the start-finish line for the race. It's... Um, yeah, I think it's the largest number of Cortinas we've ever seen and some, some varying power outputs and some varying noises. I was standing with my dad who was able to identify that some of them sounded quite legitimate and some of them definitely sounded a bit more fruity than perhaps they should have been. So uh, not sure what more I can say on that because I'm not an expert, but uh, some cars were, were performing very well. Um, what else are you uh, excited about seeing today? Uh, to be brutally honest, I haven't looked at the timetable. Uh, this is me being ever the professional. Um, but uh, what I actually do intend to do today is watch some races, because yesterday I didn't watch a single one, apart from Jake's, of course, which was excellent. Did you catch up with him in the end? We did, and um, believe it or not, things got a little emotional from the recap of the conversation, because uh, I think, yeah, well, for, uh, from, from both... I, you'll have to, you'll have to wait until you listen back because it's uh, yeah it was uh, it, you could tell it meant a lot to him let's just say yeah, it was really special yeah he's uh, I could you know he was as we said yesterday the kid was absolutely mortified uh, but I think if you were ever to have a bit of a comeback story then that's it isn't it you know it's the best way to do it and I'm sure the Rickwood guys are uh, over the moon uh, yeah so brilliant hopefully he has a cleaner day today if he's out in a car uh, we've just we've just wandered over from the from the bottom sense see what was going on over there. Um, and there was a, you could have had your hands on an XF1 spiker for the low, low price of £50,000. Seems like good value to me. Tim, you're in the market for a new car shortly, aren't you? Yeah, well, I feel like I've just missed out there then. That would have been, uh, would have been a nice little uh, addition to the uh, very small fleet of cars that I have. <laughs> but, um, there was actually uh, there was a, a Mosler as well, road car, which uh, you don't see those really very often, do you? No. I used to do uh, a thing called the London Tunnel Runs, which was uh, 100% legal, meeting at midnight and driving around London, going through tunnels. Um, actually, there was a guy from the Met who was also part of it, so it was um, kept fairly... Uh... He said it was OK, so... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but there was a guy there who would turn up, and he had two Moslers for the road with uh, varying power outputs. Um, but that's the only guy I've ever met who had one, let alone two. Um, very cool cars, though. Yeah. Um, I'm going to turn the microphone towards you now, Mr. Marker. What indeed are you looking forward to this afternoon? Well, uh, I've I've really enjoyed that Cortina race. That's definitely one to watch. The Ford, sorry, the Ford. That's the Cortinas. The uh, the GT2 and GT1 cars that are currently sat on the grid. That was a real spectacle. It's a real shame they're not doing any like full-on racing, just demos. But it's just so amazing to see them. Like for me, as a like childhood cars, looking at the the, the PlayStation branded 993, 911, it's just so cool to see that in the flesh and knowing that I think that was the first ever title sponsor as a games console like ever and I think at the time people were like, that seems a bit strange, why would you put a games console on, that's never going to work and of course, there we go, it, it has worked. So yeah, seeing stuff like that, I was delighted to see the uh, Le Mans demo, Tim and I, when we first arrived this morning, we, we were treated to that on the circuit, which of course was the last thing to go out last night. Um, so yeah, like yourself, I mean, today's going to be a little less interviewee. I'm going to try my best to enjoy some of it and take a few more photos. But um, And like Tim said before, you know, this is such a social event. You end up walking around and just bumping into so many people, which is so lovely. And 
yeah, some people that you do now only see at events like this, but you have a quick catch up, or they're people that you are friends with via social media and you get to have a chat with them. So it's lovely. I'm really enjoying the social aspect. We have got mostly sunshine. I can feel a couple of spots of rain now that we've said that, but uh, yeah, mostly sunshine. Uh, it's just it's just such a lovely event, isn't it? It is, yeah. And uh, so, like like you say, it's 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 diff it's a different vibe again from the likes of Revival or something like that. Um, you know. Revival brings in a big crowd. This brings a big in a big crowd, but of course, you know, uh, largely to do with the members. So um, it's just a different vibe again, different energy, and uh, it, it's. I think it's so hard as we as we keep finding out as we get older to um, to get everybody together in one place. And this is like the stomping ground where everybody just goes right, tools down. Let's go and have a good time for a weekend. You know. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and this is probably going to be the last time the three of us are all stood in one place today because we're all going to veer off in different directions and see that by the way dear listener that's the sound of a, a grid of gt2 and gt1 porsches ripping around the circuit um so uh yeah i just well i thought whilst, whilst we're all here i can say a, a thank you for your input both of you on this week's podcast it's another one of those fun ones hopefully i'll be able to find maybe one or two people to speak to before i call it a day um i've got a couple in mind, I've got a couple in mind so i'm gonna go and hunt them down Okay, maybe I'll just follow follow you around then. Yeah, yeah, do that. Um, I'm thinking um, Chris Chris Goodwin would be a good one. I know he's knocking around somewhere, uh, and a few other unsuspecting victims. We're gonna we're gonna go and accost with a microphone. So yeah, perfect. Well, in that case, Tim, I'll, we'll let you go on your merry way to uh, do what you need to do. Miles and I are gonna go hunting for more conversations, and uh, perhaps catch up with you. Well, obviously, we'll catch up. You and I will catch up lots, uh, but we'll catch up with you on the podcast in the not too distant future for another another fun little walk around event yeah no I look forward to that and I uh, have to come over and talk to you about uh, Danish hypercars at some point as well so uh, we'll, we'll book that in maybe uh, get myself and, and your old pal Jens along for a bit of a mini gumball reunion that is a very good idea yes yes Tim who of course as you may know if you remember listening back to the revival episode last year is of course the, on the team for Zenvo Automotive producing some mega hypercars so yeah yeah let's do that let's do that can we can we all go to denmark yes let's all go to denmark uh eat some fantastic danish food and chat about hypercars and gumball and um excessive speeds you heard that that was contractually recorded so uh, right see you in denmark see you very soon in denmark right come on miles let's go and see who we can talk to let's go find some victims Miles, you're a man of your word because you've immediately, we've walked about 10 metres from where we were and you've immediately found a guest. Who have you found? It's, it's only Justin Law of, of Jaguar fame and now latterly Cortina fame. Only. Justin, how are you? Well, I'm all right, thank you, yeah. Apart from not finishing the race, which is uh, never a good thing. So tell us what happened because this, I mean, everyone's been talking about this race today. Almost every single person that I've been speaking to has been just been so excited about what they're just calling the Cortina race. I know it had a, an official title, didn't it? But... Um, I can't... Do you know how many cars were entered in this in total? I think there were about 30. L- large, large group of cars. And then, so tell us, what happened? Um, well, we, we, were, we, we were very surprised to be running where we were, sort of in the top five. Um, and everything was going to plan. And literally, um, we dropped down to eighth position, I think. Um, Rob was hanging on to it. And literally on the last corner of the last lap, the engine let go. 
No. Straight I don't know whether it was under engine braking, just saw a few too many revs or something, but uh, we have a, a serious engine issue. Oh. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, we didn't, obviously, we didn't come over here to kind of like rub salt in the wound. We actually <laughs> we wanted to see how it went. We didn't realise it was that bad. So, apologies for that. Um, but this, this is the reality of motorsport, isn't it? With events like this, especially with cars of this era, you know, some of them have got fairly new and exciting engines. A lot of them have older engines and you know we have to remember these are cars that are now 40 or 50 years old now aren't they so things like this can happen yeah i mean you know it's a very competitive grid and there were i mean quite a lot of failures yesterday um they are quietly highly strung quite highly strung these cars so um trying to get these lap times out of them lap after lap it's uh, it's it is an accident waiting to happen really um and we were no exception <laughs> Um, is this just, is, are these the only cars you're driving this weekend? Because I know that you're usually quite fortunate you get uh, offered multiple seats in multiple cars. You've got anything else happening? No, it was just this. Uh, so we got a quite, a, quite a relaxed one this weekend. So we'll, we'll be off to the bar to commiserate, I think. Sounds very wise, I think, don't you? Um, I, to be honest, it sounds like a great idea. I don't know why I'm still stood here. <laughs> um, bar it is, yeah. Uh, no, um, well, sorry to hear how it went, but it did look like you were going rather well until that point. Uh, and we've got some good pictures of you going around as well. So that's how it goes. Uh, when are we next seeing you out? Um, we'll possibly be out at Donington in a couple of weekends. Um, and then I guess um, it's over to Oliver Law for the next uh, stint of racing this year. He's doing the Junior Saloon Car Championship. So the benefit of the audience at home that's Oliver who is Justin's son who has been forced into the world of racing <laughs> kicking and screaming there was a, there was a significant shake of the head there as well when his name was mentioned certainly not too forced and he was uh, straight on the pace in his first test so um, he's 14 years old and it's his first race race series so we're looking forward to doing that I'll be demoted back to the pit wall there's a pattern here, isn't there? Because, of course, there's you and your dad, so so well-known for doing what you do. And I think, whilst your dad still pedals, doesn't he? It's uh, it, it, He definitely sometimes takes a bit of a backseat. You're there then in the driver's seat. This is uh, this is the next generation coming. It is. Yeah, but the old man's always preferred the pit wall, personally. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'll be, uh, I'll be wishing I was out there with him, really. But Right, well, we'll let you get to, uh, most importantly, get to the bar. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. And hopefully we'll catch up with you in the not-too-distant future. Miles, I feel like we, we probably should have double-checked there. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's, uh, when you're running and gunning it like this, as we are, um, that's sadly what can happen. Uh, we go in all, oh, how's everything going? And then they go, uh, that's something like that's just happened, which, of course, is the worst possible thing <laughs> that could happen, is to have an engine blow in a very, you know, collectible, highly strung uh, historic race car. But um, they're used to it. It's not their first rodeo. No, no, no. And uh, luckily for us, we can just move on. We'll find somebody else and hopefully... Uh, in higher spirits. In, in, yeah, somebody else in higher spirits. We maybe should have waited for the commiseration pints to kick in and then it might have, uh, might have been a bit more jolly. Yeah, um, but yes, no, uh, not to, um, yeah, not to uh, besmirch Justin's name at all, but it's to be honest, it's not that nice having a, a microphone shoved in your face when you've not had the best day out. So, um, Justin, uh, our thoughts and prayers are with you. Yes, indeed. Well, as we are strolling around, as we do, um, around what is the uh, Goodwood Paddock, uh, my old boss, as it were, <laughs> Mr. Mark Harrison of, uh, of Praga Cars. How are you doing? 
Yeah, yeah, great. It's good to see you. And outside of overalls as well. Very impressive. <laughs> We're all actually very impressed with the fact that Mars is looking so dapper today. He's got a jacket, he's got a tie on. He's yeah, looking very smart. Uh, thank you. That's very kind. Um, but yes, so uh, Mark and I, obviously, we go, we go back a few years now, uh, having raced the Praga R1 for a, for a couple of goes. Um, but Mark's uh, latest project, shall we say, uh, is slightly different to a race car and it actually goes on the road, I believe. Yeah, very much so. Very much on the road and on track. So Praga Bohemia hypercar. Um, we're a few months away from production starting, which is really exciting. And um, so the first customer cars should get handed over at the end of the year. Um, but it's what I love about coming here to members meeting or revival and some of the other shows around the world that mix that mix the old and the new, mainly the old here. But um, it's the nice thing about Praga is that it's a really old car brand. So we can see looking ahead how you could... You could, we could find ourselves at events like this with complete logic, with 100-year-old race cars and motorcycles. and um, So it's nice. We're not just you know about new cars and going to motor shows, perish the thought. We're about the, these, these sorts of events where um, it's just much more fun to be at something like this, isn't it, than a, a motor show? Yeah, of course it is. Yeah, yeah. I, I, when, uh, so, Mark, uh, when you were... So when the HQ was still in Cheshire... Um, Mark and I actually um, shared the same uh, residence for a short period of time, didn't we? That is, can I just say, to be upfront, that in no way had an influence on me getting the drive in the car. None at all. Just for any for any comments start flying in. Uh, but we would talk about the kind of wonder years actually when you were at BMW and particularly the E46 M3 um, CSL. That was your time, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, and I was just talking to Ed Callow from Collecting Cars about the M3 CSL because. Um, you know, we've been over to the States in the last few months with, with Praga and um, the market is super exciting over there at the moment for supercars, hypercars, classic cars. And, and Ed was saying that it's clearly for collecting cars, America is a big market for them. And then we were just talking about how the 25-year rule that goes into America for, um, uh, you know, you can take, I can't remember what, the, what it's called, but yeah. the um, M3 CSL is just coming around to that. And... Um, I was chatting to James Cottingham about this a couple of weeks ago at Deke Engineering. He was saying, he mentioned M3 CSL will be one of the big cars for America very soon. So, yeah, they were the glory years of BMW, actually, that sort of early 2000s. And, um, I mean, we've talked about this at the time, haven't we? How M3 CSL at the time, people were just scratching their heads saying, no, what the... And I, I was, I'm just in the process of buying a, a BMW, actually. I was talking to a BMW dealer about this who was with me at the time at, at the headquarters. And, um, and he was saying, well, that's because we were trying to sell the, the thing to 65-year-old yeah. mum and dads, yeah. our grandpa, grandpas and grandmothers who just we, just, we didn't know the market for this car. And, and it's hilarious to think, and they were having cars sent back saying, I just can't handle that suspension. And you said it'd be like my 3 Series, and it ain't like my 3 Series. <laughs> I, I think we all have very, very fond memories. And there'll be many of us that can remember watching it on Sunday evening on BBC Top Gear at the time that it came out. And it was Clarkson with the CSL. And there'll be many of our younger listeners that have probably caught up with it on YouTube or various other channels. But it was, even the review at the time was, you know, the boots made of the same stuff that egg boxes are made of. And you have to sign a special document to say that uh, you won't drive it in the rain, otherwise you'll definitely die. And it, it, yeah, you know, it was a it was a, an absolutely incredible thing. And as you say, now it's getting to that export time. But even before the export time, the values of them now have absolutely skyrocketed, haven't they? So it's it's mad to think that only 25 years later, or or 25 years later, I should say, 
it's now that the world seems to really, truly be appreciating what those cars are all about. I just need that to happen to E39 M5s now, because I've got a vested interest. Um, no, that's, uh, you're absolutely right. We did talk about BMW fondly for some time. There's Mr. Wilds again. Um, people seem to keep fondling me whenever they walk past. I don't really know why. Uh, but just to Probably because they want to live with you. Hey, there we go, there we go. If there's any drives going, let me know. Um, I can I can do good rates. So uh, just to circle back to Praga very quickly, um, you've actually had quite a heavy output in the last 12 months because you've, of course, released the motorbike, uh, which seems to have gone down extremely well. Uh, and we're all waiting with bated breath <coughs> to drive the Praga Bohema. Uh, and uh, by all accounts, it's, it's gone very well. Yeah, I mean, the nice thing is, is, you know, we're looking at the T33 here, and um, which is an amazing car, but I was talking to the chief engineer about that car and... Um, you, you see the sort of latest reviews on Valkyrie and AMG One and things like that, and there's there's a certain level of complication in those cars for for all the right reasons. The nice thing about the Bohemia, I think, that we're getting the feedback is it's back to basics is the wrong phrase for a million pound car, but it, it is. It's really um, the core essence of what makes a supercar on road and track, which is really great aero, all carbon and lightweight. And the car's below a thousand kilos. And I still scratch my head about how the guys have made it below a thousand kilos and a nice place to be. But it's, it's you know, come back to M3, M3 CSL. If you've got a car that's really started with engineering purity and clever engineers and not started with a marketing brief, then you're in a good place, frankly, at the moment. I think, especially in the market at the moment, I think people are looking for that, that what, an essence of a car, really great engineering, a, a niche that you can fill in and, and it's looking good for us no i think um we're we're all super excited by it the people that i've spoken to already uh say it's quite a weapon so um we shall keep an eye out for that uh thank you for your time mark much appreciated and, and go and enjoy the rest of your day thanks guys onwards and upwards onwards and upwards it's always good to bump into a friendly face especially when they've appeared on the podcast before james wood you're here standing in the assembly area. Miles and I have found ourselves here because this is the easiest place to talk to interesting people such as yourself. James, what are you driving today? Um, I've just been driving a 1935 Aston Martin. Uh, it's one of the works team cars, one of three brought here by 1010s and Nick Mason. Uh, so it's lovely to be asked to do that. At the last minute, we're uh, filling in for Chloe, um, one of Nick's daughters. Holly was driving the other car, and Annette, Nick's wife, driving the third. So, or, or maybe she was driving the first and Holly the second. I was in the third. <laughs> but yes, so there's one from the team Astons. Um, really historic cars at Le Mans, Mille Mille, and TT, and so on. And just come straight over to the Lotus 15. Um, uh, yes, which is here in the Salvadori Cup. Uh, it raced in the 959 TT here at Goodwood, and the World Sports Car Championship in 5960. How is, I mean, talk us through the process of running between such a variance of cars. Does it just come naturally to you? Do you just hop in and away you go? Or is there a bit of process time having to think about the differences? Um, definitely do think about it. Um, and it, well, it, for, this way it's easier because the Aston had, because the, well, the Lotus is a conventional layout with pedals and gears. The Aston has got a centre throttle and the gear gate is actually reversed. So you go... Up, up is normal conventional H, but with first and second nearest you on the right-hand side and across up to left, uh, left to third and fourth. So you just double think that. Please, the whole no, audience. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and it's even better than tomorrow. I'm, I'm in a GT3 car um, with, with of course, paddles, which 
eliminates all of that. You just got two pedals, one foot, left foot, right foot, easy. So easy so, by comparison. Yes, yeah, yeah, a bit easier. Wow. Um, I mean, uh, yeah. All hats off to you, James. It's just incredible to to know that you've got that capability of hopping into different things. As uh, yeah, I'm quite I'm quite happy to be jumping in my automatic Land Rover Defender and just driving home later without having to think about anything. And uh, here here you are having to think about five things at once. Yes, well, I know, that's right. Although you do also get to drive very cool and fun cars. Um, and so actually, I'm looking forward to getting into an automatic and <laughs> cruising home and repack my bag. No, which is great, because it's amazing to have the opportunity to, to drive different cars, and drive here at all, let alone in, in different cars. Um, yeah, and so, yeah, really, really special thing. Fantastic, fantastic. Well, we'll let you get prepared, let you get going. Best of luck, enjoy, most crucially. Hope to see, see you soon. See you soon. See you Great. Soon. So I have just spotted a friend of mine and uh, amazing mechanic, Karim Denim, who uh, I have spoken to before on the podcast. In fact, he was on the Goodwood Revival podcast back in September. And he is the man, essentially, that puts together amazing racing cars and has the honour of looking after an iconic Ferrari 250 called the Sega Ferrari. It's got an amazing story. If you don't know about it, go and look it up. C-E-G-G-A, Sega. Look it up because it's, um, yeah, quite the thing. So uh, let's go and see if we can have a chat with Karim. Miles, you want to go and have a chat with Karim? Let's go do it. Now, the last time we stood together, Karim, with a microphone in my hand, it was at the Goodwood Revival. We were standing just behind uh, the Sega Ferrari 250 Testarossa. And look at us now. Here we are again, standing behind said car at the members' meeting. Uh, I can only assume this is about to go out and compete. It is indeed, yes. Yeah. So we've done a bit more setup since the last time you saw us at Revival. Um, we had a fresh engine back then, so we were taking it easy. Now it's running embedded in. It's running a lot better. Uh, we've got new half shafts, uh, new tyres. So, yeah, we should have some fun, really. It was a bit hairy this morning out with a bit of the accident that happened in the first lap. But, um, yeah, we feel ready for it now. It's dried up and warmed up, so we should have some fun. Fantastic. As the as the man that's responsible for ultimately putting this together and making it go well, how, what where are your emotions at at a time like this just before the race? So for me, I mean, today especially, we've got a, a very important person with us. We've got uh, George's Gashnang, who was the man who initially built the Sega in the 60s. He's 92 years old now, still racing. We've had supper and looked after him all weekend, and we've had him in the car, and I feel like he's really passed the baton down now to me, having him approve my work. So to have him here before the race as the Sega goes out, it's been a wonderful day. I really couldn't have asked for anything more. Wow, that is incredible to think. 92 years old? 92 years old and still racing. Built his last car last year. Well, I'd say last car. Built his most recent car last year. What's his, what's his secret? Because he's looking, he's looking good for 92. I asked him that over supper the other night. He says, just have a drink and keep going. Hey, there's hope for us yet, Miles. <laughs> Perfect. Right, well, we'll let you... Uh, do any, a few last-minute checks and, and looks, but uh, no, it's looking great. It's such a such a special car, this one, isn't it? It's got an amazing history. It's incredible. It's such a beautiful thing. But uh, no, thanks again for your time, John. It's always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. See you. Uh, see you on the farm soon. Absolutely. See you soon. I've spotted Andy Wallace off of uh, off of Le Mans. Off of Le Mans. Yeah. Um, he doesn't know either of us. No, but that's what I like about this. We just walk up, throw a microphone in his face and see what happens. Yeah, generally speaking, that we get a response. So uh, let's, should we go in? Let's do it. Let's go indeed. Mr. Wallace, how are we doing? How are you doing? Mars Lacey from Driven Chat and John Mark. Hello, nice Hi. to meet you. Just wondering if we can have a quick chat before you go out. 
driving. So um, tell us, what, what are you driving today? Well, it's a pretty special D-Type Jaguar. And um, I haven't actually driven, I haven't driven this car since the uh, 2016 Le Mans Classic. And I did drive at Goodwood a couple of times too, way back when, you know. Um, so it's actually quite a shock to jump in it, you know, having not driven it for a while, because they're, they're, they're pretty quick. They are pretty quick and pretty special. I mean, it's such an iconic shape, isn't it? Now, you're best known as a bit of a hero at Le Mans, driving much newer cars than this, let's say, cars with downforce, cars with grip. How does something like this compare? Do you know, it's so different. It's almost like it's a different sport, you know, really. And it's, you know, because we're all running on the same tyres, which is a great thing, and they're very, very durable. But, of course, they're the old cross-ply tyres and they move around and they're also the size of tyre that you would have found on a Morris Minor. You know, so they're <laughs> tiny. So what you're doing is you're feeding a lot of power through tiny little tyres and the car's moving around. The car's anyway softer. And then Goodwood is, I mean, it's a spectacular place. It's a spectacular event. Always, every event that's put on here is amazing. Um, not the safest track in the world. So you need to be really at one with the car to be able to successfully navigate without yeah, we've, we've we've seen we've seen goodwood bike many a famous and well accomplished racing driver over the year and it's um it it, it takes no prisoners no, that's it and i think one of it is, is of course like it's been raining this morning so it's dry now but i bet the grass is pretty wet so if you stick a wheel on the grass at the wrong point you're not coming back so you have to think about that but no but the whole point is there's that there's lots of people here enjoying cars motor racing historic motorsport and that's something that is fantastic. And it's so, historic motorsport has been so successful over the years. And it's, it, to me, it just looks like it's getting better and better, if that's even possible. I agree. I mean, we've been having conversations, Miles and I, earlier, we were talking to Mark Harrison, the MD of Praga Cars. We were talking about, as, as an electric car was driving past us, thinking, God, this would be awfully miserable if, it was, if, this, was, if this is the rev, the, either the revival or members meeting in 25 years from now and it's, everything's electric. So we do kind of, we, we do still have to celebrate these cars, don't we? The, the noises they make, the smells they make, and the characteristics of what they like to drive. Yeah, I mean, well, regardless of what they're driven by, and I sh- you shouldn't diss electric cars too much because I'll tell you something, I've driven a couple of electric cars which absolutely blew my socks off. However, they don't make the noise, so you're absolutely correct on that. But it, whether, you know, it doesn't matter what they're propelled by, the fact is these cars are lovingly looked after. They're, they're a piece of history, piece of our history, and it's fantastic to see them, just not just in a museum, but racing around a racetrack. Um, in front of lots of people who are having a fun day, you know. Um, so, yeah, we've got to keep it going. I don't think we're in any danger of losing this, do you? I mean, even if we haven't got any oil anymore, we can we can make some fuel and put it in. So. Grow it in fields now, I think, don't you? I believe so, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, it's um, gone on from that now. Yes. No, no, they make it out of CO2 and things now. They, they, there's, it's... Yeah. You've heard it here first. <laughs> well, it's, yeah, called, no. it's called e-fuels. So you, you're it, talking yeah. about the stuff you grow, but that, there's a bit of an issue with that if you're fighting with food production. But there, there are other ways to do it. And I think uh, Porsche are actually very much uh, developing that. Porsche are at the forefront yeah. of the whole thing, right? Yeah. 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 So, so I think it's good. And look, even if we're not using it for modern transportation, we've got so many fantastic cars and the other 30 million cars that are on the roads already that are got internal combustion, combustion engines. So we probably could use it yeah no oh, i agree so. i agree well let's let you get uh, get prepared get into this beautiful car wish you the best of luck and enjoy most crucially enjoy the race and hopefully catch up with you again in the future brilliant thanks a lot Thank you. Thank you. see this is the good thing about the uh 
members meeting. Well, just Goodwood in general. It is such a social event. We finish talking to Andy Wallace. We turn around. I see two friends of mine uh, who say, right, you, you have to speak to Stuart Morley, who's driving a Lister. Following, following Andy Wallace, yeah. Um. <laughs> no pressure, you know. You're all in race suits. It's uh, it's it, it's all warranted. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm driving it for Richard Hudson, who is at home today, unfortunately, but he's watching on TV, I'm sure. Um, it's a great car, Chevy engine, um, 850 kilograms. And tell me about the pressures or stresses, perhaps, of driving a car that either somebody else owns or somebody else should be driving does that sit easily with you do you just get in it and think right it's time to put on the game face and crack on or does is there an extra element of concern yeah 100 percent. you look after it more than if it's your own car yeah um you just back off that extra little bit yeah that's that's fair enough and when you are you know pedaling against the likes of le mans legends andy wallace and, and various other amazing faces here it's uh, it's, it's a special place to be isn't it yeah, absolutely. And uh, and driving against people like that, you know, they, they use their mirrors and, and complete faith with each other on the track and makes a big difference. Perfect. Well, we'll let you enjoy, most crucially. No need to put yourself or anyone else under any pressure. Just go and enjoy the race and, um, yeah, see you when you get back. Thanks very much. I didn't feel under pressure until you just said that, actually. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only reason I'm here. That's yeah. it. This is the, my sole purpose at Goodwood Events is to uh, make drivers feel really, really nervous. <laughs> Right, Miles, I think we've made it now all the way to the end of the 2023 Goodwood Members Meeting and your first ever Members Meeting. I think you've done fairly well as a first, a first one. It's been pretty, uh, a pretty good event. Uh, I've thoroughly enjoyed myself, to be honest, and it's been great walking around because um, you sort of legitimise uh, the operation really whereas I just look right I just look lost all the time <laughs> um, no it's been absolutely brilliant we've met with some uh, some old friends some old flames dare we say um, and uh, you know uh, I don't know about you but we've been basically trying to furnish out the next 12 months of us getting in various uh, press cars and hypercars and race cars and all that kind of stuff so it's um it's quite a selfish operation really isn't it it is it is but it's all for you dear listener so we're not doing it in vain it is all it is all content for you as you say these events are brilliant because we get to speak to lots of different people we also then get to plan longer form chats with everyone as well as the time goes on oh look i have just spotted jake hill we maybe it's worth maybe it's worth a closing closing comment with jake uh as a matt ellis as well uh, There's a, a good clan, so maybe we'll we'll end on a high with Matt Ellis and Jake Hill <laughs> before we make our way home. Um, how are you doing? Very well. Yourself? I'm very well. Um, we thought we were just closing out the event, and we thought um, we saw some super famous racing driver, Ollie Street, <laughs> and uh, we thought we'd try and get a chat with him. Jake, come on, bring yourself in. Bring yourself in. Now, Jake, last time you and I spoke yesterday, you just finished P1. In the Capri, it was a bit of emotion in the air. It was a special moment. How are you feeling now, a day later? Yeah, very good. We've had a successful start to the morning with me and Ollie in the Cortina, uh, where we went from 14th to 8th. So, yeah, very, very pleased with how the day's gone so far. And, yeah, just looking forward to, to the final now with the Capri. It's all ready to go. The Rickwood Motorsport guys and girls have given it a little tweak and made it a little bit better from the rush that we, had, we were in yesterday. And, yeah, I think we're ready to go. Did I hear rumours of a gearbox swap today? Yeah, so I lost second gear on the outlap yesterday, so I just uh, managed to see her through with just third and fourth. But yeah, um, so getting second back will hopefully 
give us a few tents that we were missing um, in the race out of the chicane. So, fingers he's crossed. He's good, isn't he? He gets those excuses in early. <laughs> <laughs> he's done this before. That's, that's number one of the excuses. How many do you want me to reel off? Uh, what about the tape, the centre lock tape? Oh, yeah. So, the steering wheel was so far round that we uh, we taped up the yellow line on the steering wheel with black tape and, and re taped it where the centre is. <laughs> but Matt's got some electrical tape in his pocket. We thought he might. <laughs> so uh, that's my next excuse. The uh, other excuse was that we were extremely heavy on fuel, uh, which is the truth, not just an excuse. Uh, but I will also use it as an excuse. So, uh, so yeah, there's, there's a few things I can reel off. Brilliant. Brilliant. So yeah, that's your last race of the day, and then that's it. And what are your what are your aspirations for that race? Are we are we looking to? repeat what happened yesterday i'd love to but if you, yeah, at the same time i'm also a realist and you know we've got rob huff starting on the same row as me now you know it's going to be me nick swift rob huff so it's a really cool front row um yeah some stiff competition and swifty is obviously fantastic in the mini although yeah they are slower than than us you know with the big engines so I'm sure Swifty will have a great race and he's starting where he needs to be, but I think the race is probably still going to be between me, Huff and Hart. It's going to be one to watch for sure, isn't it? Uh, I'll be watching it with um, heart in mouth. <laughs> well, we'll let you uh, do your final prep for that. So good to see you in much better spirits than yesterday. It was a, certainly an emotional roller coaster. Look at this for timing. The car has just made its way back. That is the sound of it. Looking, uh, looking very, very... Beaten up. Beaten up. <laughs> beaten up. Your words, not mine. Yeah, looking beaten up. But yeah, what an amazing thing to see it rolling, ready to go, ready for you to hop in and uh, have a, a good battle with Mr. Huff. Yeah, I can't wait. You know, I'm sure the rate, you know, one thing's for sure. I think I'll lead off the line again because the Capri is fantastic off the mark. Um, it's then just how long I can hold on to it for, really. And I will do my utmost, but it's going to be bloody hard work. We yeah. believe in you. Yeah. We do, we do. Right, enjoy. Thank see you later. Thanks. Thank you. Well, it pains me to say it, despite that amazing last chat with Jake, I am, I'm, I'm sadly going to have to miss that race because I am going to hop in the car and uh, head home because I'm going to fight my way ahead of the, the crowds. Um, but Jake has promised us a session in the studio. Either we'll go to him or he'll come to us and we can hear about how that race was, but also unpick a bit more of his story because he's a... He's a bloody nice guy, isn't he? He is. He's, he's got a good story to tell. Um, and, uh, yes, you know, he's, uh, he has a very much a, a rags-to-riches story. You know, his, him and his dad have been very tightly knit over the years and, uh, you know, it's all paid off and uh, they work bloody hard at it. So it's great to catch up with him. Uh, but, yes, it, it would seem that it's all drawing to a close, sadly, and uh, for this year at least. Uh, and uh, we've got many Goodwood events to look forward to this year, which I'm sure we'll be back for. Um, and uh, we'll try and accost many more unsuspecting drivers and presenters and various celebrities that we uh, moderately recognise. Absolutely, we will indeed. Yeah, the next event for us at Goodwood is going to be the Festival of Speed, which is going to be in July. So we'll be there for that for a very, very similar episode. For now, we'll say thank you so much for listening. If this is your first one with us, your first podcast with us, this is a bit of an anomaly. We don't usually run in this format. We have a uh, usually just one guest per episode uh, that we sit with. So last week's episode, for example, uh, was with the brilliant Nicky Faulkner, who of course now runs Driving Wizards, a, a professional racing driver, but has an amazing career driving around uh, in films and TVs and orchestrating amazing stunts and car chases and, and is Ster Jeremy Clarkson's stunt double, which is still 
absolutely blows my mind. That's the kind of typical thing that you can find. So do go back and have a look. Over 150 episodes for you to catch up on now. We've been doing this since 2020 uh, and absolutely loads of content for you to enjoy. For now, we will say thank you so, so much for joining us. Really, sincerely hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you have, don't forget... You can leave us a lovely review, five stars and some nice words wherever you can leave a review. It does amazing things for us. So if you have enjoyed the content, then do, please do leave us a review because it is, it is brilliant. Don't forget as well, you can slip into our DMs on all the social media platforms. Just search for Driven Chat wherever you uh, frequent your free time on social media. And we do manage to read every single message that comes in. Uh, for now, I want to say thank you so much once again. And, uh, and goodbye. Thank you, Miles, for everything. Tim, Tim Hutton's disappeared off into the sunset, I think, so it's just, it's just you and I closing out. That's it. We're, we're here to the bitter end. Uh, yes, thank you, dear listener. Uh, and if there's anyone you would particularly like to hear from or anything you'd like to feature in the episodes, let us know and we will do our very best. Absolutely. For now, that just leaves us to say thank you very much for joining us and we look forward to bringing you something similar in about seven days' time. The Driven Chat Podcast, powered by Paramex Digital. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Oh, wow. You've made it to the end. The very end. And it's John Markar here again, reminding you that this podcast, the Driven Chat podcast, has now run its course and has come to an end. To find the new format, search the Driven podcast in your preferred podcast app or head on over to the website driven.site to find some quick and easy links through to the new episodes in the new formats on your preferred apps. Thanks. Bye.